Ladies and gentlemen, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. New York bill, that's right, New York bill would suppress non-government approved speech. Welcome to 1984, and welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report. For as long as we can broadcast, broadcasting the truth for what it means. You're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Uh, you know, thanks for listening to us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for your belief and your trust in us. This is getting insane. There's a bill aimed at securing a right to be forgotten. <laughs> Introduced by Assemblyman David Weprin, um, Senate Bill 4561 by State Senator Tony Avella, liberal New York politicians, both progressive, progressive politicians, that is. Um, would require people to remove, and I quote, inaccurate, irrelevant, inadequate, or excessive statements about others. Okay, if I call someone a psychopath, look, I'm not a doctor. Take it back. Do, do, do I have to, or are you going to, you going to sue Censored. me? Censored. Censored. Okay, or, or if I say, you know, gee whiz, um, well, let's see, I guess inaccurate, irrelevant, inadequate, excessive statements about others. Define that. Who defines that? Well, I uh, I just came across this. Is this this is not related to the um, Google looking to? No, this is censor. no, this is New York specific. Okay, here okay. we go. Uh, and, and this is ridiculous. And by the way, failure to comply would make the search engine speakers liable for at least statutory statutory damages for two hundred and fifty dollars a day plus attorney fees. You know, the First Amendment protects the speech that is hyperbole. It it does okay. No, I'm not saying you can fire you yell fire all speech okay. except yeah inciting speech or or right, violence right inciting right, violence right exactly. But if I say you know you're a moron okay now I don't, uh, I, seriously I don't know what what a moron is uh, the the definition. So if I'm inaccurate in the definition or if you're a a nut job or a, a you know idiot, um, does it have to be de- definitively does that be correct according to the definition? Uh, I, I don't know. It, or, or, or can I, upon discovery, require that person to take an idiot test? See, here's the thing. We, there are, there are people, there are groups, and there are non-government and government groups that want to shut radio stations, radio shows down. They want to shut us down. They, they, you know, the, where in the hell is their tolerance? Oh wait, we gotta be tolerant. We have to be tolerant of the pervert. Of the pervert. Who wants to express his sexuality, um, with the same sex. We gotta, we gotta be tolerate that, right? Well, what if I don't want to tolerate that? What if I, what if I call you, um, a pervert? The definition of a moron. Okay, tell me. Is, but is this the first number one from Webster's? It says dated and now offensive. A person oh, affected oh, oh. with a mild oh, sense of and now offensive. Yeah, it says that right in the, oh, right on the page. Oh, okay. 
Number so, two, what is that? Another hundred thousand dollars worth of damages? <laughs> no, number two, a very stupid person, and then they use it in a sense. In, okay, a very stupid. See, isn't that rather subjective? Yeah, it is. One person stupid could be another one smart. You know, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing because, see, this is how, this is the method, and, and I've spoken about this before about lawfare. And you know, and I and I, I'm okay with saying this right now because I know there are people out there right now that are typing every single word. Get it right. You hear me? Get it right. And make sure you spell my name right. I'm I'm just so I'm angry. I am angry. And I've got about 10 million reasons to be angry, but I'm angry. The article goes on to say, The deeper problem with the bill is simply that it aims to censor what people say under a broad, vague test based on what government thinks the public should or should not be discussing. It's clearly unconstitutional under current First Amendment law, and I hope the First Amendment law will stay that way no matter what other rules countries might have adopted. But this is, um, this speaks to the mindset of the level of control. Well, you know what, Joe, before, before we're not, we're not allowed to, uh, say this anymore, it is my personal opinion and it's my professional, well, it's my, it's my opinion. I won't even qualify it. I, I really think, um, that, uh, Obama is a Muslim. I believe he's a he's a uh, homosexual. He's a bisexual. Uh, l- let me get some things off my chest here. Um, I believe that people who who uh, don't agree with me, uh, they're they're morons and they're idiots. L- let me let me see. Um, Todd, Todd, get, get your hand away from the switch, but it's okay. I'm not going to do anything. It's okay. Yeah, this this is this is communism. Yeah, I'm not gonna, seriously, let me, uh, I, you know, just so everyone knows, okay, that was sarcasm. Do I have to put it forward slash S after that? I, I do believe he's a Muslim. But no, you know, the, 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 the look, the laws are, are going to, well, look, okay, get into the Google thing, Joe, that you were gonna get into. I just saw this, and it really peeves me that we are going to be we could face fine and penalties for, and I quote, let me just say this again, uh, I quote, inaccurate, irrelevant, inadequate, or excessive. Look, I, I, inaccurate, I that works okay. both ways. You know, like the, the Russian Trump uh, investigation, if that would be something that would fall under irrelevant uh, or any of these other terms that, that you're talking, irrelevant, inadequate, excessive, Right, inaccurate. See, okay, inaccurate. It, there, there's a standard by which that could be that could be measured. I believe, right? If if you say, look, it's raining out, and you go outside and the sun is shining. Okay, well, it may not. Okay, so it's not accurate where you're standing, or over. I guess. Or if you say, look, there was a big train wreck down on the, you know, at Penn Station, and there's nothing. That's inaccurate. Right? I guess so. That can be measured. 
But what about irrelevant? Who decides whether it's relevant? Who decides if it's inadequate? Who decides if it's excessive? What, does it hurt your feeling, little snowflake? Does it hurt your little feeling? What, you become irrelevant? Are you sad because... I'm going to stop there. Go ahead and go with the Google thing. Well, I can. Uh, it's funny, I just searched with Google, looking for the story about Google, and what a surprise, it did not appear in the search results on the first page. Uh, but what I'm going to do is, and folks, I'm, I don't have my computer here, I'm using Eric's spaceship control uh, <laughs> center yeah. with all the 20 computers that are all, you know, working to I'm not broadcast I'm, I'm the not show on different there. platforms. You put a collar on me before you left. If I get like five feet within the, it zaps me. So <laughs> that it, would be it funny. Stops from barking. That would be funny. So let me pull up a different search engine here. All right. Yeah. But, but, well, look, look, look. This New York thing is is yeah, the New York Assemblyman. And, and if you're just joining us, New York Assemblyman unveils bill to suppress non-government approved free speech. All right. Chances are this is not going to fly. It's um. It's uh, Senate Bill 4561. Uh, but, but see, and failure to comply would make the search engines or speakers liable for at least statutory damages of $250 a day plus attorney fees. Look, but, but you know, you know why this really makes me angry? Because this is a tool to shut down the truth. And you want to know something? It's being used against me. It's being used against Steve Quayle. It's being used against others right Freaking now. Every single day, I have to deal with this. Every single day, I wake up and I deal with this. And you know what else? Michael Savage, he goes out. He goes out to a restaurant and somebody goes, somebody calls him by his real surname, you know, Wiener. Hey, Wiener, Wiener makes fun. Obviously, you know, a progressive liberal moronic piece of garbage to, 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 to actually, in my in my opinion, he's a piece of garbage. Can I say that? It's my opinion. I'm still allowed to have opinions. Nope, take it back. Uh, okay, who attacks Michael Savage, a 74-year-old guy, and his poodle. He kicks the dog. I got more people offended that he kicked the dog, which I think is, I, I think it's heinous. But let me tell you something. This is a war right now. This is a war. And, and and we are getting we are getting hit from all sides. We fight it. And if you don't think that we're fighting it right now, I, I can't I can't even tell I, I I cannot tell you. I wish I could. One day I will. But I can't. Not today. Some people are asking well, why are you so upset. Because it's Thursday. <laughs> no, I'd like to tell you. I'd like to tell you. You see, because there are people out there who want to shut this program down. And there's other people who, who are helping them. And there are other people who are clapping. But that's okay. Here's, here's my problem. I can't, I, it's, it's not, it's not about us. It's about the people who don't give a damn. Because see, we're gonna fight the fight. We are going to fight the fight as men because I hate, I hate wusses. 
I, I just just I did, if you're a wuss and you're a guy, if you put your if your wife if you got to hand over your 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 nutsack to your wife and if that's offensive, too bad, okay, or your girlfriend or your your mom or whatever, and shame on you. If I'm offensive, too bad. Well, I lose listeners. I'm sorry, but I'm speaking the truth because you know it's it's a war out there. And I'm going to tell you something. It's 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 the the war is being waged in areas where the news media dare not show you because the war is asymmetric. It is being waged by people who you think are not. Oh, they can't be. Oh, they got to be speaking the truth. Baloney. They're not speaking the truth. It it looks like they are. It feels like they are. Oh yes, they are. But they're not. They're not. No. Check on the uh, Google article. Did you have to? What did you do have to look at the newspaper? Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I had to just revise the search terms because I was looking under Google to censor speech, and it wasn't. That wasn't the exact headline of the article. It was Google to flag offensive content. Google hopes to improve search quality with offensive flag as Google is trying to improve the quality of its search results by directing review terms to flag content review teams, I'm sorry, to flag content that might come across as upsetting or offensive. With the change, content with racial slurs could now get flagged under a new category called upsetting offensive. So content Okay, so who who decides that? Who decides? Well, this is this is exactly who decides. The there's, team? There's some, there's some okay, See, that's it. That's it. Okay. If, uh, yeah. if I, if I'm a queer, if I am a fag, and I, I, look, I called, I talked to Milo. I'm allowed to say that. He said it was alright. As a depiction of a homosexual. Queer, as well. Those are all allowed terms. Did you know that? In the, in the homosexual community? I didn't know that. I thought it was offensive. But apparently not. I don't think it's offensive. Unless you say it in a way, you know, you're a blank. Pick the the term. Okay, but but, but see, here, here's the thing. Unless you're saying it to me. So, uh, if heterosexual offends me, I can sue somebody for what? Uh, or or if I'm on the Google uh, standards, yeah, hurt feelings because I hurt your feelings. Because what you weren't right enough. Oh, I I duct yeah, tape again, my, duct tape my mouth right now. What they said they'll they'll have. Review teams flagging content that might come across as upsetting or offensive. So, could content that promotes hate or violence against a specific group of people based on gender, race, or other criteria, while flagging something doesn't directly affect the search results themselves, it's used to tweak the company's software. So, the better content, or the approved content, as I read it, ranks higher. The approach might, for instance, push down content that is inaccurate, I'm adding to some people, or has other questionable attributes, thereby giving prominence to trustworthy news sources. So that would be, you know, the Washington Post, New York Times, NBC, etc. The review teams, comprised of contractors known as quality raters, already combed through websites. R-A-T-E-R-S. Yes, raters. Already combed through websites and other content to flag questionable items, such as pornography, Google added the upsetting offensive in its latest guidelines for quality raters. Google declined to comment on the changes, which were reported in the blog search engine land and elsewhere. The guidelines run 160 pages and gives an interesting look to how Google ranks the quality of its search results. It gives some yeah. examples. 
of high-quality pages, such as the homepage of a newspaper that has won seven Pulitzer Prize awards, and low-quality pages, such as an article that includes many grammar and punctuation but, but errors. See, uh, okay, and, and they're, they're, that sounds good. That sounds right, really good, right? They're taking, they're taking examples that are won't be relevant. It, it, that's right. It's That's not the standard by which this will be applied. Exactly. And to, to close it out, the new upsetting offensive flag instructs quality raiders to flag all web results that contain upsetting or offensive content from the perspective of users in your locale, even if the results satisfy the user intent. So even if the results are what the person searched for, such as now they're using white supremacist websites as an example, they can still get flagged, but it doesn't mean the results won't show up at all when someone searches for them. Okay, so if, if, if I'm proud to be a Caucasian, a white American male, that's offensive to no, what? That's not offensive. If you talk about it, that's where it's that's okay. where it's offensive. So if I say, you know what, I'm really proud of my of my background, my heritage. I, I'm proud to be a white male in living in America. Then I, I've offended. So I'm, I'm sure I've offended somebody. If Absolutely. I uh, wait a second, a Bible believing Christian, you already uh, offended ten people. Okay, just for that opening. Uh, right, heterosexual, type A, testosterone laden, white male. Over over fifty, conservative. Yeah, that, that about covers it. You right. just offended everybody and anybody who doesn't. Yeah, everybody, everybody in San Francisco, and uh, all right, and half the Obama family, I'm sure. Remember, John Rivers called uh, Michelle a tranny. John Rivers said that I did. Yep. Larry Sinclair, we you know Larry Sinclair, we had on on our show, and he 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 swore an affidavit that and spoke in front of the press club that he gave uh, Obama oral sex in the back of a limousine. I, I'm I'm I, look, I'm going to say all this. You know you know what I'm going to do. I, I, here's what I'm going to do. In, in the next, I, t, 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 you know what Todd Todd's looking for from Star. He's he's going through the file cabinet trying to get, grab the contract. I'm saying, uh, I gotta, I gotta burn this. But, but anyway, um, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm just gonna speak my mind. Um, Joe, you and I, man, I gotta, I gotta, you gotta talk more because, you know, before it becomes illegal. Yeah. I mean, and essentially with Google leading the charge on this, what's gonna happen is other search engines and, uh, you know, what, what Google does, the Internet seems to follow, and then Facebook and YouTube. How long before certain areas of revenue generation are off limits to shows like ours? Just how, for wait, 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 how many people do you think Gary, how, how many Gary J's are out there in the world? A lot? Yeah, a lot. Okay. Hey, Gary J, suck on a lemon. <laughs> okay. If you don't like this show, why do you listen to it night after night after night after night after night? Why do you spam? Maybe for the same reason that uh, are you a stalker? I watch CNN sometimes or MSNBC. You got to get but night after night. Did you watch it night after night after night after night? Do you listen to everything they say? No, absolutely not. Oh my gosh, I would blow my head off if I had to listen to everything they say. You realize that, and I'm going to tell you this one time. Um, First time I appeared on Coast to Coast, and this is a true story. And this is, and, and let me tell you something. This has gotten worse since that day. Okay, I think it was with Steve. Anyway, 
And people are going to say, well, where are the pictures? Where are the police report? Well, bite me, okay? Because I don't have to show them to you. I had a guy, and, and you see, I, I think you've seen the file. The file is in that, this thing right here. Okay. I just hit my, you can't see what I'm pointing at. But anyway, guy called me up and said, I got to meet you. I got to tell you, I, I got to meet you. I got to meet you. I got to meet you. I said, no, no, no. I, I, no, I don't meet anybody. I don't know. Got to meet you. Anyway, he he found out where I lived, and I got a call from a municipal police department who said that the there was an airport cop who caught him in the bathroom dressed as a woman with a knife, catching a flight to my city, specifically going to stab me. Okay, now why did I say that? that? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's number one. Number two, Tom Bowerly, WBEN. I was on with him, AM 930. Good friend of mine. Victim of tremendous harassment. I mean, you just if you go to CanadaFreePress.com and look up Judy's article about the her, the surveillance uh, uh, on Tom Bowerly, WBEN, AM 930. Ask him about the people who are going to kill us, Tom and I. One of them is dead. The others in prison. Muslims. Two. Steve Quayle. I've got recordings. What they were going to do to him, his daughter, his wife. And as I mentioned this, it's gotten worse. And behind it, behind all of this, and the reason I mention this is behind all of this are the very people who are making these rules. And you might think, how did you circle back to that? I don't, I don't get it. Well, so because they want to shut you up. Muslim murderers are making the rules. Oh, man, I'm going <laughs> to smack you. You, you know, know one article, well, one thing we haven't, we didn't talk about in the last few days that has really gone. I don't know if it's gone underreported. I don't know where it was picked up at. First, it was on RT. Uh, FBI not obligated to share rules for spying on journalists, as a judge ruled. Federal judges ruled that is not only that not only is it okay for the FBI to spy on journalists, but they can, but that it can withhold information about its rules for snooping on reporters without a warrant. Yeah, wait a second, that never happens. According to some journalists, according to some people who write books, that never happens. Oh, for crying out loud, that never happens. It's all fake. There's actually a Wikipedia page fake. devoted to the uh, Obama administration's spying on journalists. That has some good citations in there. Um, but Roger Stone's going to be on our show, by the way. Yeah, next week. He's in the he's in the news um, today as he was T-boned in a hit and run. I believe it was yesterday or the day before. And he says he is, yeah, it's on Drudge in the left-hand column. Roger Stone says he is a target of deep state assassination plot. And this article is from this morning. Longtime Trump confidant. Republican operative and serial hat wearer Roger Stone claims he's a target of a sinister plot to silence him ahead of next week's congressional investigations into the Russian hacking scandal. Mr. Stone made a series of sensational claims overnight after allegedly being involved in a hit and run on his way to Orlando to promote his latest book on the U.S. president. Um, Stone believes that... I I believe Roger Stone. Look, I believe Roger... Here's why I believe Roger Stone. Uh, I, you know, I'm not gonna, no, and I just believe they, him. I, I believe him. I'm not gonna. He was poisoned, him. um, not too long ago. 
And he said as much. They have poisoned me. They have smeared me. And someone in a car tried to kill me. And I am a consistent critic of the deep state. That's why I think I am targeted. Yep. But, yeah, yep. he's going to be on our show. And, and we, we want to thank Bill McIntosh from Ocaso Media. And, uh, Joe, I'm going to just do this right now. Go for it. Okay, because uh, first of all, I want to thank John Robertson, our program director. And don't forget, we got to stick to the clock real tight tonight. Oh, I know. Okay. I know. Well, Todd, you can pull the plug, brother. But I want to thank uh, John Robertson, our program director, producer. Guy works nonstop. I mean, I'm in my office at 6.30 on the East Coast, and he's working. And he's on the West Coast. So what is that? 3.30 in the morning. But... um Bill McIntosh, Castle Media. If you need a fascinating speaker for your next conference, dinner, banquet, or church event, then check out Ocaso Media for speakers. you got people like Abe Bolden, Secret Service agent for JFK, Charlie Brandt, the man who cracked the Jimmy Hoffa murder case, who's going to be on our show as well. And I want to thank Bill McIntosh for that. Ex-Satanist Zachary King. Former mobster Sal Pelosi. Or Polisi, I'm sorry. And a host of others who are just... Roger Stone, I believe. Acosta Media speakers. Acosta Media speakers. Here's what you do. You call 305-396-2806. If you need someone for your church event, someone for your your banquet, you make sure you get that number. 305-396-2806. That's 305 305- Three nine six two eight zero six. He'll be standing by. Operators will be standing by. Bill McIntosh. He's a great guy. We own we we own a lot. He's a great guy. We are coming up against uh, our break, but when we come back, we'll be joined by both L.A. Marzuli as well as Anthony Patch. And folks, you're not going to want to miss this interview. This is. The first time on our show that they're appearing together, and I believe the first time anywhere. By the I'm way, don't sure call that, that number until after eight. I was supposed to read this out, right? <laughs> okay. For the people who are listening to the uh, Bill McIntosh of Queso Media live read, got to wait till after eight for that phone call. But Weaponized Technocracy with Ellie Marzulli and Anthony Patch tonight. Um, this is going to be a great show. They're going to be together for the first time in new media history. And we're going to get into how the Bible intersects with the precipice of technology. Again, both with Ellie Marzulli and Anthony Patch. Don't go anywhere. They'll both be with us after this break. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. 
T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. Kirkus Review states, Readers of End Times Fiction will be hard-pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast-paced. Blue Week Reviews boldly states, Fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought-provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com. Book 1, Precipice. Book 2, Pentecost. And Book 3, Penance. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden. Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Uh, yeah, you know, I get fired up over a lot of things. And uh, th- th- thanks, you know, thank you so much for listening, for tuning in to this broadcast. Because, look, we don't we don't know how long we've got in terms of uh, in terms of broadcast life with respect to the legalistic um, the, the, this stuff that's going on out there with respect to laws, censorship. You know, and, and just appreciate, really appreciate what we have. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this, and then I'm going to turn this over to Joe. I'm going to fight this until my dying day. And, and if necessary, I will fight this on my dying day. And this will be my dying day, not today, but when, when I have got, when we have got to say enough is enough, we are not going to put up, put up with this censorship crap anymore. When the truth matters more than someone's feelings, that is the day that I will fight to my death. And of course, if that's tomorrow, that's tomorrow. If it's now, it's now. But I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to put up with any, with any censorship. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to put up with any of these people who believe that because 
uh, they're homosexual, or they're uh, pro-abortion, pro-murder of unborn children, or they're pro-perversion, that they can dictate what I can and can't say, whether it's a fine, a court sentence, uh, whatever. That will be my last, perhaps last, stand. And I just want to kind of cap everything off with that because, you know, I, I'm very angry. I'm just, I'm angry. I'm angry that some, some asshole goes out and, and, and pushes Michael Savage to the ground and kicks his dog. I'm angry about that. And you should be too. Now I'm going to shut up and I'm going to give it over to Joe. All right. We have both guests with us. First, L.A. Marzuli, lamarzuli.net. Uh, he's been on the show a number of times. And Anthony Patch from anthonypatch.com. First time appearing both together on the radio. This is going to be a, a fascinating interview. L.A., I'm going to bring you in first. Welcome to the Hagman Report. Hey, guys. Great to be here as always. And um, I, I just want to say, you know, Doug, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Uh, uh, the, the tactics of the left and the, the uh, political correct nonsense I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's just it's becoming the divide between traditional thinking, fair-minded people and the loony left is becoming greater and greater and greater every day. And and I agree with you. What happened to Savage is, is just off the hook. And I'm sure you saw these these four thugs walking into this. They were in a fast food place. And the guy is 37 years old with a cane. Obviously, he's disabled, offered to pay for the food. And these guys are yelling at him on the security camera. You can't say what they're saying. And two other guys come rushing in, and they just beat the living tar out of this guy. This is where we are in 2017. Frankly, it's got to stop at some level. It's got to stop. You're right. And you know what's interesting about that video is the fact that after the guy's beaten up, laying on the ground, it looks like a a good Samaritan comes in to stand over him to help him, but then he just goes through his pockets trying to rob him. Um, (laughs) Just goes to speak to the the mentality of some of these people out there. Um, Anthony Patch, welcome back to the show. Thank you, gentlemen, and I appreciate uh, letting me sit in with L.A. Marzulli. I'd love to get into his latest DVD series and talk about UFOs. Not a subject I get into too much, but I'm really looking forward to learning from L.A. tonight. Oh, this is going to be great for some of you guys on. So I want to thank both of you, and uh, thank you so much, both of you. And you guys you guys are both uh, interesting guests. So, L.A., you want to kick this off? Um, uh, yeah, tell us about your uh, new DVD or anywhere you want to start. Well, um, you know, I've, I, the very the whole Nephilim trilogy, which which happened in 1998, believe it or not, and it's getting on 20 years since I actually wrote the first installment, the first novel. Um, and that was on the CBA's bestseller list. And, of course, it was groundbreaking. It talked, it was Nephilim and UFOs and brought the two together. And I stand on the shoulders of my mentor, Dr. I.D.E. Thomas. His book was the one that really, that was the nexus for all this. That's where a lot of it came from. And I, I remember interviewing Dr. Thomas for the first time and uh, reading his bibliography, at any, every chapter, and getting a hold of the Book of Enoch, which connected a lot of dots. And I've sort of circled back to that, started a new series called The Watchmen Chronicles. Uh, there's a website, thewatchmanchronicles.com. And I circled back to the whole UFO phenomenon because what I realized is the church is asleep. Most of the church won't even talk about it. Mainstream Christian radio shows, mainstream Christian television shows won't get near it with a 10 foot pole. We don't want to, we don't want to alarm our, our, our listeners, LA. Really. 
So let me see. When we read words in, in like Second Thessalonians, Satan comes with all signs and lying wonders. I guess that's just a nice little magic show. We don't have to worry about anything. Go back to sleep with a man. Please come forward to receive the morning offering. I mean, this is where we're at, and it just it drives me crazy. And so there's a there's a section in the film in their own words, UFOs are real, the Watchmen Chronicles, where I, I there's like four churches in a row. It's very very fast moving clips, very fast edits, and I go. I go, how many of you have seen a UFO, lights in the skies, sleep paralysis, some sort of an alien encounter? i got to tell you guys, between 5% as a low, and this is an unscientific study, I'll be the first to admit that, and a, ray, a, you know, a show of hands, 5% as a low, 35% as a high, people sitting in the pews right now in any church in, the, on this, in, in this country of ours have had encounters. And what I've been doing with, with my little TV show here, my little TV studio, is I've had people writing in constantly with pictures, with videos, with testimonies. I'm doing Skype interviews with people. In addition, you know, the, the film is done. It'll be, actually, we're getting our heart little hands on copy next week. Uh, we'll talk about that more in depth, obviously. But, you know, we've, we've got a lot of pre-sales are out there. I'm really excited about the film. But all these people now are coming out of the woodwork. They've never told anybody. They've never told their pastors. Some of these people have never told anybody but their wife or their husband. They're embarrassed. They're ashamed. You know, it's amazing how we sit in church with straight faces and talk about the virgin birth and floating axe heads and talking donkeys. And you've heard me talk about this. Guys that walk on water, water that's changing the wine. You know, water that stands up as a keep and millions of people go down just because Moses raises his hand with a staff. A pillar of cloud, a pillar of fire, you know, the staffs that turn into snakes and on and on it goes. And, and that's okay. We can talk about all that, which is completely off the hook, supernatural, and to the nines. But somehow we can't talk about what's manifesting in the skies on a daily basis. There are more UFOs seen in the world today that people are starting to get alarmed. In fact, there's a there's a link um, uh, from a, a, a paper in the UK, which is just absolutely incredible, because the, these guys are talking about all this major UFO flap, and this is what I hear constantly. So the whole purpose of the film is, and I, this is a quote, is to tear the covers off this dirty little secret in the church, expose the light. Bring in the light of, of Jesus and the gospel and the good news. We are warned. It will be like the days of Noah. And that's a three-hour discussion. You know, Anthony's done wonderful work on CERN. I mean, just just amazing work. And we, we I interviewed Anthony we were at, the, at the last, I uh, hear the Watchman Conference, and he writes for our, our PPS um, uh, news magazine, and, and it's and it's always with with great erudition that he covers the subjects. But you know, we are we are in a window of time. I mentioned CERN. I mean, never before in the history of the world has has a machine like that been invented that we know. The closest we can come to it is the Tower of Babel, thousands of years ago, when they were opening up the gate. Why are they doing this? And there's a little a little throwaway scripture in there. I might as well just get get over that and 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 say it where it says that they built was brick. Instead of instead of stone, I'll say it again. They built with brick instead of stone. Why is that there? Why is it's almost like a throwaway line? Well, why would the Holy Spirit, you know, there it is. Why would Father God dictate that to Moses on Sinai? What's so important about that? It's huge in my opinion because the technology was lost. 
that built these ruins, such as, and I, I you know, I'm going to get in trouble, Baalbek, the Great Pyramid, Sacsayhuaman, Ollantaytambo. I believe all these places are pre-flood, and they're there. The vestiges of them remain. And they, they couldn't do it. And the technology was somehow gone. And they couldn't get it back in. So, so Nimrod and the crew, they're, they're constructing this thing. You know, they, they, they know they can't reach to heaven. They're just trying to open up the gateway and let the fallen ones come back in. They want the technology. They want the technology. A few chapters later, you know, what, what are we here with Lot? You know, and, and they're in Sodom and Gomorrah. Why is Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed? It's all linked back to the seed war, Genesis 3.15. So here we are in CERN, and I'll let, let Anthony take it from here. You've got the goddess Shiva, or the god Shiva, doing a... Why, why that? Why not a nice little kangaroo? You know, God, good day, mate. Put some shrimp on the bobby. No, we've got, we've got the dancing god of, god of death, Shiva, the, 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 the god of destruction, in front of CERN. That's deliberate. And what is it? A year ago, and Anthony knows about this. I, I blogged about it. They did an occult ritual. Oh, LA, please. You know, you're just kind of getting off the hook here. That they were just, that was, you know, make pretend. They were in cause. Nonsense. Nonsense. The guy's in a goat head. Are you kidding me? It's Baphomet. It's right. It's total occult a go go in front of CERN as you're dedicating it because the tunnel's opened up. I mean, am I making this stuff up? And, you know, Tom Horn, Steve Quayle, constantly blasting it. I'm blasting it, too, from my corner of the world. We are in a window of time which is unprecedented and unlike anything I have ever seen. Andy, what do you got to say about that? <laughs> well, it's all Artistic about spiritual warfare. It's all about spiritual warfare. Therefore, the statue of Shiva indicates that you cannot separate the spiritual from the physical, or in this case, the physics. Go ahead, Doug. Doug, you had a question? Sorry about that. Uh, no, no. Um, we're actually taking care of something technical here. Eric, the tech is off tonight and tomorrow night, which is why we're only doing audio. And I apologize. We're, we're just handling uh, a technical issue right now. And if people so, on YouTube can still hear, if, if it does stop, I will I will do my best to pull it back up. But if you can hear on YouTube now and it stops, switch over to Global Star Radio Network or Blog Talk Radio. Um, but this will be up on YouTube via archive. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. and, and with images. So, so I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Patch and Mr. Marzulli. I apologize. No, no worries. No I, worries. I, okay. Good. All right. No, no, no so, problems. Uh, just to sum it up real quickly, LA, I think that if people will keep in mind that on a 50 50 basis, just to keep it simple, this is a spiritual battle in our physical realm. And for people to discount the impact of the spiritual aspects of what's going on in our daily lives, not just prophecy and in the future, but in our daily lives, the spiritual warfare that we wrestle with, according to Scripture, is ever-present and ongoing. And Doug and Joe, I totally, totally understand your anger at censorship because that is spiritually driven. And I'll jump back from that and let L.A. pick up again. Go ahead, sir. L.A., did we lose you? Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you were out going potty, weren't you? <laughs> and people who are listening to this, you have no idea how many times that can happen on a radio show. I'm back, I'm back. I stepped okay. away from the microphone, but I heard everything, and I was like 15 feet away. I go, oh, my gosh, he just handed me back to football quick. <laughs> No, look, guys, um, I'll be in Ohio with Russ Dizdar and, and, and the coach uh, in May at a conference, and they've entitled that Spiritual Warfare. Um, I, I received a vision 
uh, an email from a man who had a vision uh, fairly recently. This guy's a former vet and, um, you know, um, veteran, not, not a veterinarian, a, a veteran. Was, was deployed in Afghanistan a while back and um, loves the Lord and felt the need to share the vision. And he wrote me a very nice, very articulate letter before he shared the vision with me, asking permission to share it. And I wrote him back and said, sure. And nothing that we already don't know, but in this vision, there was a house and pine trees, and this this house was very similar to where we live. It was sort of interesting, very similar to where we live. And there were these dark shadow-like figures. First there were 10, then there were 20, then there were hundreds. And they were they were attacking the house, and this angel appeared in the vision. And he said, what's going on here? And, and the angel said, oh, they're just there after Marzulli. Someone is, you know, they're, they're targeting Marzulli. And, and, and this man said, well, is, is he going to be okay? And he goes, yes, you know, he's going to be okay because he's protected by father. But he needs to take better inventory. I'm using not his words, but mine. And, and pray for the smaller things. And so my wife and I got together and we prayed after that and we blew the shofar. And I got to tell you folks, um, the watchmen are targeted. You don't think so? Chris Chris Putman passed away, what, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. You think that's an accident? Yeah, that's right. Let me tell you, folks, it's not. I can't disclose any more than that. But that's not an accident. It's not an accident. Uh, the enemy is alive, and he's, well, you think what happened to Russ Dizdar? You think that's an accident? Where the doctors are baffled, and he hasn't been able to really walk without assistance in months? You think that's an accident? Really? Are you kidding me? Uh, Paul Bagley's uh, traffic accident? You think that's an accident? Of course not. We fight and struggle, as Anthony was talking, against powers and principalities, against wickedness in high places, cosmocrotters, these these denizens of the satanic kingdom. The Lord showed me something um, about a week or two ago. It always happens when you're in the shower for some reason. Don't ask me why. Maybe because you're immersed in water. I don't know. It's but, ions. There you go. It's the ions. It's the ions. So I'm in the shower, and the Lord, and I, and I blogged about this, the, the contrast between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, the kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of our Lord Jesus, is huge. The kingdom of darkness is always one of fear, always one of fear. He comes to rob, kill, and destroy. The kingdom of, of our Lord, of the Most High God, is always one of faith and goodness. Goodness. And the Lord showed me that. gave me a glimpse of that. His goodness. Taste the Lord and see that He is good. And I mean, what, a, what a huge contrast. The Lord is good. And think about everything that that entails, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, anything excellent or praiseworthy, think, place our minds, become, pray on those things, focus on those things. And that's, look, I'm, I'm a human being. I'm, I'm, I sin every day, no matter what I do, right? There's always something that, that, that I'm screwing up with, just like all of you out there. So I'm a sinner saved by grace. That doesn't give me a license to sin, but I tell you, I'm, I'm walking a tightrope. 
I am walking a tightrope because I know that Father God has raised me up to this position, just like he's raised Anthony, just like Doug and Joe. I mean, it's the same thing. We're on the front lines. We're, we're trying to warn the church, warn the people of what not is coming, but was already here, was already entrenched. Let me, let me just go on a sidebar. What was supposed to happen in 2016 was either Hillary or Jeb was supposed to get elected. That, and this is completely off topic, but it, it, in a way it's not, because it gets right back into spiritual warfare. And so, you know, Trump decides to run, and, and it's, a, it's a great distraction. People love it. It's funny. They let's make fun of a Donald. He'll drop out in a couple of weeks after he gets bored. But pretty soon he, he starts to surge in the polls, and he ain't going away. And people start sweating it. And Jeb Bush goes, you know, Donald, you're not going to insult your way to the presidency. Guess what? <laughs> As Jeb moves further and further off the stage and finally off the stage altogether, the House of Bush is over. The House of Clinton is over, at least we hope so. But it was always supposed to be those two candidates. That's completely, utterly manipulated because it doesn't matter who you get. It's the same old, same old. Now we've got someone in the White House, and I'm not saying this guy is, you know, St. Jude or something, but this, we have got a guy in the White House who's actually an executive. Whoa! Hello! Not a politician. He's an executive. He knows actually how to get things done. Read his book, I have. Is he bombastic? Yeah, I get it. But you know what? I watched him. I watched him change in the last two years since this process started. I've watched him change, and now I think he's becoming more and more every day presidential. But he's an executive, and I think that in some ways, and I realize, oh, there's certain Christians out there. Oh, Marzulli, you're completely. Oh, you're trying to say that Trump. Blah, blah, blah. Look, you know, I don't know the man's heart, guys. But what would you, you know, it's amazing. You, you, some people you can't please. So all the critics out there who yell, scream, and stomp their feet and yell and all this other nonsense, all the trolls on, on my YouTube channel, you know, all, all you flat earthers out there, get a life. And all you snowflakes, get a life. The bottom line is we are, we're spared. Because what would you rather have, Hillary Clinton? Someone that believes in partial birth abortion? Are you kidding me? That, was, that would raise our taxes even further? Open borders and yada, 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 and the list goes on. And the fact that I can say those things makes me an Islamophobe, a homophobe, you know, a xenophobe, and, and you know, uh, sexist, racist, all the nonsense that Hillary, and that's why she lost the election. But, but, the, because she, she called 50% of Trump supporters, which are millions of Americans, xenophobes, homophobes, Islamophobes, racist, sexist. That's, and she said it. She said it. There's no way to tap dance around that. She said it. Everybody goes, oh, that's what you really think of us. Thank you very much. And I'm right in that basket. I'm right in that basket of deplorables, proud to wear it. I am a deplorable. But here's the deal. Something changed there. And now we're seeing that the powers that be with the whole new world order and everything that, that all the machinations of the globalists, oh, it's almost like a train wreck. They're not, what do we do with this? What do we do with this guy? This isn't what was supposed to come down. What's going on? And here's the deal. They, you know, Satan might run the planet. It's still his. I get that. Even though he was defeated soundly and once for all on Calvary. I get all that. But here's, here's the deal. He still runs the planet. He still controls the planet. And he knows that he's moving into the time of the end, which is going to be his last stand. Hasn't happened yet. You know, the, the heavenly hosts have not been kicked out from the second heaven down to here. The fallen angels, I should say, from the second heaven. Michael and his angels have not yet fought with Satan and his angels. Hasn't happened yet. That's future. And man, when they show up, whoa, woe to the inhabitants of earth. I'm quoting a book of Revelation. So, you know, when you put all this in the cosmic blender... Um, everything we talked about tonight, and especially focusing on CERN, because I know Anthony spent a lot of time looking at that. 
we are in a window of time. I, I, I can't say it enough. Days of chaos. I mean, it's just, it's off the charts. Absolutely off the and, charts. And you know your DVDs spell it out. I mean, I, 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 and, and you know what? The, the people who, who, who say that I'm saying this, you know, to, to, to sell your DVDs, uh, I'm not getting anything out of it. Your DVDs spell this out. Uh, Anthony Batch, your book spells this out. Days of Chaos. I just want to just kind of put the exclamation point there. And if you don't want to listen to this, or if you don't want uh, to know this, or if you think that because Satan does own this earth, and I, you know, but runs the earth, and, and I agree with you, L.A., but he doesn't run my, my family. He ain't getting in this house. He ain't getting to my dog. Amen to that. I'm sorry. Go on. Andy? Good job on DVDs and books. <laughs> No, I, I have another hour and a half after you leave, so I'm letting you have the floor, but I really enjoyed watching your last DVD in which you took a phone call and interviewed with um, Joe about his observation of a UFO at his, uh, at his farm. And um, I have some thoughts when you have that in your mind that you want to talk about. I have some theories as to how UFOs work, how they operate, their propulsion system from a physics standpoint. Why don't we do something on Skype, Anthony, tomorrow, if you're free? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll lay it out today as well, but um, okay. I'd rather hear from you about what your research has revealed about the validity and the makeup and the construct of UFOs. It's it's extremely interesting, and I'm I'm not I'm not a physicist or any you know even close to that, and so I'm always learning something and 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 expanding my base of knowledge, however limited that may be to some other people uh, who are experts in the field. Um, these craft, whatever they are, um, can move in ways that defy our physics. Now we interviewed a woman, um, Kate. And, and that's also on the YouTube channel. We have to censor her face out. She saw uh, three UFOs, craft, total craft, and they were coming at her. And she watched them morph into light. She just watched one of them passed overhead. The other two morphed into just light objects. And we show the video in that YouTube. I mean, it, it's a cell phone video. It's really bad. I get it. She's completely panicked because she's never seen. And, folks, this is the deal. You know, the, the guy that we, we interviewed um, uh, yesterday, that, that YouTube channel up, Joe, who saw this craft 80, 50, 50 yards from the house, 80 feet in diameter, and this thing, his testimony corroborates in some ways a, a testimony of a pilot that we have in my new film, in their own words, UFOs are real. This pilot was flying a commercial airline from Lima to Mexico City decades ago. And he's, he's acting as a co-pilot. And this guy is very detailed. When you, when you, if you get the DVD, please buy the DVD, folks. I'm just going to beg you to do it. Because it'll open your eyes. Buy two and give one to somebody. Because if you buy one, you get the second one 50% off. It's well worth it. And we're trying, we're, we're trying to get the word out. Trying to get the word out. I mean, you know, people, well, this stuff should be free. Go to Starbucks, Snowflakes, and see how far you get with a free cup of coffee, your latte in the morning. So, you know, support what we're doing here. The bottom line is this. Joe says that there was like a beam. He called it a cylinder of light that the ship followed. Get this. The pilot who comes on the record in my new film, in their own words, talks about beams of light, both forward and aft, and he calls them cylinders of light. And 
they were grayish blue and like a charge of electrons seemed to go down these beams. I mean, it was just abs it's an absolute fascinating, absolutely fascinating testimony. And this guy is giving incredible details. And then, of course, Wesley Sangiorgi, who's a, a man I teamed up with, <coughs> who's doing all of our CGI, computer-generated images, brings it to life. And so as Dennis the pilot is talking about this, Wesley, you know, has, has this happening. Uh, uh, all the CGI is there. So people, you know, you get a really good feel for what this guy looked at. This craft, and Anthony, you'll, you'll be amazed at this, this, or maybe you won't be, this, uh, this craft came in on them at excess of 30,000 miles an hour and stopped on a dime. Get that? Because, they, remember, they're over the clouds. They're about 31,000 feet. They're doing 0.82, which is, they, they figure that that's, you know, one would be the speed of sound. So they're doing about 500 miles an hour, 0.82. And, and they get, and they're above the clouds. And so they can see, uh, it, it's quarter moon, very clear above the clouds, and they can see minimum 50 miles away. This thing comes in at them. If it's 50 miles away, and, and, and the pilot Dennis believed it was further, than 50 miles away, but he's, he's being conservative. He's saying 50 miles, 30,000 miles an hour. If uh, we can stop there, we'll pick this up on the on, after the break. Um, folks, go to lamarzuli.net, uh, bookmark his site, check out all the stuff that he's got there, his DVDs, the books, news and information, and more, and anthonypatch.com. He's a speaker and an author of several very important and fascinating books. We'll be back with both gentlemen right after this. Stay with us. Greenovative. Go to HagmanReport.com. Click on the link to Greenovative. What Greenovative is, it's a small company in Florida. They created something called the GMAG Power Cell. It produces electricity by adding salt water to this unit that recharges rechargeable batteries. It's the coolest thing you'll ever see in your life. It's really neat. Really a, a super device. All right? You need just two teaspoons of ordinary table salt, a little water, but a bang, you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces. It's durable. It's EMP proof. And it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, six AA batteries off the grid when other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night. Go to greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com. Perhaps you're a business out there, a small business. Would you like to extend the reach of your business? I bet you would. Would you like to, to have the same opportunities as companies such as Omaha Steaks and Pro Flowers and Casper Mattress and some of the bigger companies out there? Would you like to have that same power? Advertise on our program. Go to HagmanandHagman.com or send an email to opportunities at HagmanandHagman.com. If you go to HagmanReport.com and HagmanandHagman.com, there's a link where you can, you can, you can, it's a big red box. You'll see it. You'll see it. Click on that link. And go ahead and read the benefits that we have created for you. I think it's I think it's a fabulous opportunity. For 
For investors, timberland has become the symbol of safety. Global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases. The need for managed, sustainable timber production forests has never been greater. When stock markets crash, trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations. Qualified accredited investors should go to PreciousTimberProfits.com or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Call 855-888-6288 or visit PreciousTimberProfits.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288, PreciousTimberProfits.com. PreciousTimberProfits.com. that countdown on my earpiece. I really do. From Eric the Tech. Well, he's not here. He's he's uh he's got the next two nights off. So um I, I guess I guess this is the right time. I I just trying to time this right. Anyway folks, uh our guest tonight, LA Marzuli, LA Marzuli dot net. And I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, yeah, uh, grab his latest D V D. Uh grab grab all of his DVDs, but uh latest D V D and Anthony Patch from AnthonyPatch dot com. Uh, read that book. Read his book, Revising Reality. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you want to know what's going on, if you don't want to know what's going on, if you if you want to suffer from rectal cranial inversion, it's up to you. It doesn't matter. Before we get back to, it does matter. I'm reminded of a Seinfeld episode. I'm not going to get into it. Where, well, George says, "You want to buy a computer?" You know, uh, he's trying to sell computers. Anyway, um, but seriously. Very well, investment, a good investment for both the book and the DVD, lamarzilli.net, anthonypatch.com. Before you get back to our, our guests, of course, uh, tradingpostinthewoods.com. You know, our sponsors feel this show for the most part. Now, we rely on listener support as well. Uh, our expenses are, are tremendous to, to uh, this operation because we're, we're in a hundred and, uh, a bunch of countries. I don't know. And, uh, satellite as well as BTR and YouTube. And, uh, you know, we employ uh, a full-time technician, engineer, and producer, as well as uh, trying to keep afloat. So thank you for your support, but also TradingPostOnTheWoods.com. TradingPostOnTheWoods.com, support them as our sponsor. They have what you need during times of trouble, and even times, good times. It's an American family-owned operating company formed from their skills and their knowledge gained from, gained from responding to n- numerous disasters, both in the United States and around the world. And they've got some great products at tradingpostinthewoods.com. I'm not going get, to get into them all. Just to say, the American um, uh, American Heritage Remedies Kit is my favorite. If you have to pick anything, grab that. That's American Heritage Remedies Kit. They made that especially for our show, tradingpostinthewoods.com. That is tradingpostinthewoods.com. Our guests this hour are Anthony Patch from anthonypatch.com and L.A. Marzulli from lamarzulli.net. Just before the break, L.A., you were telling us a story um, about a close encounter. 
Well, yeah, I mean, this pilot, again, he's a trained observer, and he's out uh, flying about 31,000 feet above cloud, quarter moon, and this, this, this craft comes in on the plane at excesses, in excess of 30,000 miles an hour. And when it left, there was no, no centrifugal force. I mean, we're looking at that whatever this stuff is, whatever it is, whatever we're looking at, it defies our physics, completely defies the laws of physics as we know them. And, of course, I believe that these are interdimensional. Um, I believe they may be used by the, by the fallen one to flip be- between the second heaven and this heaven, this, you know, earth, um, it's just, I don't have all the answers, nor does anyone else uh, on the planet. Not all the answers. We all get a piece of the puzzle. All I know is that the cat and mouse game, which has been going on literally for decades, seems to be accelerating. What I mean by that, UFO sightings, Drudge Report had a thing, what, three or four weeks ago? UFO sightings at an all-time high? I mean, it, it's there if we want to look at it. And I call, I call news stories like that soft disclosure. That's what they are. And they see if anyone is paying attention. For the most part, the masses don't care. For the most part, Americans, including the church, are ambivalent. Oh, well, it doesn't really matter. So at the close of the movie, my, my new independent film, The Watchmen Chronicles, in their own words, UFOs are real, I look at the camera and I say, so what are we supposed to do with this? Forget about it, ignore it, throw it under the rug, pretend it doesn't exist. But the, the, the bottom line for me is, what happens when it shows up in your living room, outside your house? What are you going to do with it? What happens when it, you know, you get the encounter? Now what? You know, and Anthony's talking about, we were talking about spiritual warfare. When people, people say to me, well, what, what do I do if I see something? Rebuke first, ask questions later. Rebuke first in the name of Jesus. Talk about it and ask questions about it later. I'll give you an example. In the film, and you can go to the Watchman Chronicles and watch the clip yourself, thewatchmanchronicles.com, and, and watch it for yourself. There's a man, his name is Al, who comes on the record. He's driving through Kansas. It's very flat. And it's probably like 1 o'clock in the morning or whatever, but it's late at night, and they're driving, and they're driving and driving. And in the distance, there's an orange ball. It's like the sun, but it's not the sun. It's not emanating light, but it's it's lit up. And it's sort of an orange ball, and it's just sitting there, and they're watching this thing and watching it and watching it and watching it. No one's saying anything. Uh, he's driving. His brother's girlfriend is in the passenger seat. His brother is asleep in the back seat. And before they know it, this thing comes hurtling at them like in like uh, several seconds it's from way in the distance and now it's pacing the driver's side of the car and they're doing like 65 miles an hour maybe faster and this thing's like right there they all turn His, the brother wakes up hello hello think about that the brother's asleep and now he wakes up they're all looking at it and no one says a word nobody says anything it paces the car for 15 seconds and then leaves the scene in the way it came. You know what Al says? We didn't talk about the, the orb. We just concentrated on driving. It's like, what? You realize how crazy that is. And this is the thing, folks. If you see anything, rebuke first. Don't entertain it. Don't, don't stare at it like these guys did. Don't entertain it. Don't stare at it. Don't give it anything. Rebuke first in the name of Jesus and pray to the Father. I had an email today from some woman that um, 
heard me talk about this. And there was something outside, uh, a light in the sky, and it was coming closer, and she became fearful, and she immediately rebuked it in the name of Jesus, and the thing just vanished, just vanished. We've, we've got more reports on that, because what I'm trying to do is, is open up the gateways here. And if you've got a story, if you've got pictures, if you're bold enough to come on a Skype interview, email me, la at lamarzuli.net, la at lamarzuli.net, and put in the subject line, UFO Encounter. Pictures, video, that's all good. Uh, we're trying to get as many Skype interviews as we possibly can, because when we can take the Skype, we can censor you, uh, we can censor your voice, censor your face, we can do all sorts of things. And then put it up on our YouTube channel. Why? We're trying to get the word out. This is, in my opinion, the coming great deception. The Bible speaks of deception. Jesus says, let no man deceive you. Many will come in my name and say, I am the Christ. Okay, I get that. Unless those days were shortened, no, no flesh would survive. That's the most uh, sobering statement in the entire biblical prophetic narrative. Unless those days were shortened, no flesh would survive. Uh, that's a real happy thought. Paul, Satan comes with all signs and lying wonders because they did not believe the truth. God himself sends them strong delusion. And this is in the Second Thessalonians chapter where... Paul is telling us about the coming of the, the, the son of perdition, the man of lawlessness, uh, the Antichrist, and the rapture, and our gathering to him. I mean, that's what he's talking about in, in that passage. I mean, it's very, very intense. God says them strong illusion because they do not believe the truth. What is the truth? I'll tell you what the truth is. And I'll, a little sidebar here. When I was five years old. True story. Five years old. Big Italian family. So we all go to Mass. I was a Catholic come back, sometimes there's a priest there, big, big table, all the relatives will see around the table, the aunts, the uncles, my grandfather, the kids, the whole deal, all my cousins, and, you know, the kids ate on, on car tables in other rooms and stuff, but the grown-ups were there. I'm about five, six years old, I can't write, read or write at this time, probably about five years old, because my grandfather's still alive. And I take his hassock and drag the hassock out, near the table. It was like, when you walk into the house, there was a vestibule, then there was a large hallway type deal, a, a, a proper foyer, and then to the right of the foyer was a proper dining room, and to the left was a formal living room. So I'm in the foyer, and I grab, grab the hassock from the living room, and, and put it in the foyer, and I grab the family Bible, which nobody ever read, and put it on the hassock, and I start preaching at five years old. And you know what I said? I said, what is the truth? What is the truth? Five-year-old kid, what is the truth? And they were laughing hysterically. They couldn't believe it. Where did this come from? Why is he doing this? And the more they laughed, the more serious I got. And I, and I vetted this with not only my mom and dad, but my aunts and uncles. And I brought it up. The moment I brought it up, they all started laughing. And they said, yeah, that's what you did. What is the truth? So getting back to the scripture... God sends them strong delusion because they did not believe the truth. And what is the truth? The truth is simply this, that all things were created. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. He was with God from the beginning. All things were created through Him. And without Him, nothing that was made was made. Period. All things were made through Jesus. What is the lie? What is the strong delusion? Well, the springboard to the strong delusion, the springboard, is the Darwinian paradigm. And I talk about all this in the film, in their own words, UFOs are real. The springboard to this is the Darwinian paradigm, which says that we just evolved from nothing. 
Just by random chance, all this happened. But guess what, folks? The neo-Darwinists are looking at this and going, well, am I really buying the whole Darwinian theory? That's why they're neo-Darwinists. And they're saying that the DNA, the deoxyribonucleic double helix of life, the spiral of life, the building blocks of all life on this planet, we were it was created elsewhere by a race of advanced extraterrestrials and then seeded here. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not, I wish I was. That's what they're looking at. That's what they're hanging their hats on. Because they can't have a God of the Bible as a creator. <laughs> so they'll, they'll have this, this alien, mysterious alien entity. The coming great deception, and it's coming, will be when they reveal themselves. When a ship finally uncloaks and just sits there in the sky for who knows how long. And if that happens, folks, mark my words. Everything changes. Everything changes. Overnight. It's ET, 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 24-7. That's all everyone and everyone will be talking about. They will tell us that they created all life on this planet, that they seeded life here, they started the world's earliest religions and civilizations, and now at this critical juncture, and what could be more critical than where we are, days of chaos, they, ET, have come back to usher mankind into a time of peace, prosperity, and knowledge. That's what they're going to say. This is the coming great deception. There's a book out now by a secular guy who, who has flipped my statement, the coming great deception. And he's, he's taken that and tried to say that the Bible is the deception, and that the church is the deception by talking about E.T., because the clouds in the Bible are all UFOs. In other words, um, the, the pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night, the cloud that, that leads the Israelites, that's a UFO. Uh, Jesus, miracles, all done by UFOs. Barry Downing Jr. also believes in this. So, I mean, it's just unbelievable. To hey, how Ellie, let me flip the twist. let me ask you a question, if I can. And I'm being really serious about this, all right? If they are the deception, if these beings are the deception, and I'm, please, I'm being real serious when I ask you this, can we kill them? I mean, or, or maybe a better question would be, how do you fight that? You fight back through spiritual warfare. You fight back with the name of Jesus. Remember, when he rides in on the white horse, he destroys the armies uh, on earth, Satan's armies, with the breath of his mouth. A, something like a sword comes out. That's pure energy. That's what he does. I think maybe we do cleanup operations. I have no idea. But the armies of heaven come riding in. It's, it's Yeshua. It's Jesus who does, you know, out of his mouth comes a, comes a double-edged sword, a flaming sword. I mean, that, that's, that's what's going to happen. Read Revelation 19. We, we can't kill them because they're eternal beings. Can't. Can't kill them. All we can do is engage them and command them in the name of Jesus to leave, to be silent, to move away, to stop. That's the only thing we got. And I got to tell you something, folks. When they show up, the first thing that happens is your brain fogs. You can't think clearly. If you've ever been around someone who's demonically possessed... You never lay hands on them. That's the first thing you never do. You don't don't do any of that stuff, and you always keep your eyes open. That's the second thing that you do. But you know you lay hands on only if they want the entity out of them. And then at that point, you know you're commanding, and 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 but you just don't walk up and lay hands on them. I've been around demonically possessed people, and I wasn't prayed up. This is years ago, and I couldn't remember my own name. I mean, you want to talk about brain fog? It's 
Look, these entities are really powerful. And, and this is why Paul admonishes us in Ephesians 6 to put on the whole armor of God. And when you think about it, what is the armor of God? The helmet of salvation. Well, what is the helmet of salvation? Who is our salvation? Jesus. The breastplate of righteousness. What righteousness do we stand in? Certainly not my own. Certainly not your own. His righteousness. Jesus' righteousness. When we put on the belt of truth, who is the truth, the life, and the way? Jesus. When we put on the, the shoes that, that, that wherever we go, we, 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 we bring the good news, uh, you know, who, who is that? Where, where's that good news? I mean, the, the, the peace that comes from that. Wherever we go, who is our shalom? Who is our peace? Jesus. We take the shield of faith. Who is the author and the finish of our faith? Jesus. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Who is the word? Of God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God from the beginning. I mean, there you go. Uh, people can tap dance around that all they want. But that, that's how we fight them. We put on the armor of God, and I just told you how to do that. We're putting on Jesus. We take every thought of captive, every thought accountable, and if there's something that we see, we rebuke first, ask questions later. I can't, I can't stress that enough. In the name of Jesus, the Lord rebuke you. That's what you say. In the name of Jesus, the Lord rebuke you. Real simple, real straight ahead. Because most of the time you can't remember your own name. So if you can remember that, you're doing really good. In, in, <laughs> in the name of Jesus, the Lord rebuke you. Because remember, when the angel disputed with Moses' body, what did he say? The Lord rebuke you. See, the Lord rebuke you. Because he knows he's got nothing. He's got nothing. Not in, not in that type of an engagement. He's got nothing. And how do they fight? They can't be killed, but they can be stopped. They can be stopped. And that's where a power that's greater than us, much greater than us, comes in. It's kind of almost like, like Frodo in The Lord of the Rings, you know. I realize, oh my gosh, now he's talking about The Lord of the Rings. Oh, Take a deep breath. But the bottom line is, you know, Frodo, uh, just this little unassuming hobbit, and he brings down evil. I mean, he brings down the house of Mordor. He undoes it by, by, by throwing the ring. And now that's perhaps a bad analogy, but the, the bottom line is we have the power through Him, through Yeshua, through Jesus. And never forget that. We have the authority as believers. Walk in that authority. We have the authority when an unwanted thought comes into our mind to say, no, I don't want that. And if it comes in again five seconds later, we say, no, I don't want that. And if it comes in two minutes later, no, I don't want that. By the blood of a lamb, leave. In the name of Jesus, leave. Be gone. Because unwanted thoughts are going to come constantly. That's what the enemy does. Anytime, you're, anytime we're fearful, we know who the author of fear is. That's the currency of the kingdom of darkness. Fear is their currency. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of the Most High God. So we're going to you know, either walk in fear or faith. You know? I'll give you a little story. And you say, well, this isn't really spiritual warfare. Sure it is. We were audited by the IRS under the Obama administration for 2013, 14, and 15, three years in a row. They said we owed $150,000 in back taxes. How are we going to ever pay that? Seriously. How are we ever going to pay it? That's the current bankruptcy and move to Nicaragua. I mean, what, what can I tell you? Just joking here. But we prayed. Father, no weapon formed against us will prosper. Change the paperwork, Lord. Change the paperwork. And we prayed constantly. And this is 20, you know, 2014 we were audited. So that's three years ago, okay? Almost, it'll be four years this April. 
four years this April. So we finally settled with them. And our accountant, uh, isn't it interesting, the original IRS agent who was assigned to us was on, on a maternity leave, and we felt that she was being completely unfair. She wasn't allowing deductions, and they threw the book at us. Well, she let one on leave. They threw, they gave us another agent, and, you know, it's, it's not like we're we're hiding anything. We're not. So we still owe money. I get that. But basically, he knocked it down about $110,000, $120,000, roughly. That That's what he knocked down. And he did it not not illegally, not by, you know, uh, pulling rabbits out of his hat. He said, look at this. Look at this expense. He had everything was. So, in other words, the charges against us were false. And we prayed. And I feel that we got the victory. I really do. And I feel that, okay, we owe money to the IRS, but it's not... $150,000 for crying out loud. It's manageable. I can put it on a payment program. As long as I keep up, you know, I can pay it down. So, And this isn't a hard luck story. This is spiritual warfare. Because the enemy comes to rob, kill, and destroy. If he can shut me down any way he possibly can, then I lose my voice, don't I? Not, not literally, but figuratively. That, folks, the first half hour, that's exactly what we're talking about. In L.A., thank you for sharing that, because that's exactly what's happening to, to countless others out there. That's one of many things, You're, and, and thank you for sharing that. And that's what the enemy wants to do, shut us all down, shut the thing down. You know something, folks? Um, how many people out there are talking about Jesus, seriously, in a way like we're talking about him tonight, that are expecting that, that, that long to see his return. Because we're not going to fix this mess. You're not going to fix the ideology of a mullah in Iran. Ain't going to happen. You're not going to fix the ideology of ISIS or, or, you know, Muslims who believe they have to kill as many infidels as they possibly can or blow themselves up or the Shia who hate the Sunni and the Sunni Muslims who hate the Shia branch of Islam. Ain't going to change the ideology. It's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. The only way it's going to happen is when the king returns. Oh, is it going to change? Everything changes when his feet touch the Mount of Olives. And you know what? You're going to have millions and millions and millions of people on this planet who won't have a clue as to what just happened. What just happened? What, you know, what's going on here? And I don't know how much technology goes into the kingdom, but I will say this. I believe in the white horse police force because the kingdom of heaven rides in to the battle of Armageddon with Jesus on white horses. Read Revelation 19. It's not figurative. It's not an allegory. It's not some literary device. It's literal. We come in riding on flying white horses. I can't wait for mine. So if you don't want yours, don't worry about it. Somebody else will take it. I'm, I can't wait to meet mine. And somehow I think we can communicate with these things. I can just hear the call of Marzulis. No, he's talking about flying white horses. He's completely gone off the deep end. Everyone knows the book of Revelation is nothing but allegory. So, I mean, it's just like, what do you do? Don't believe it, folks. I don't care. But there it is in Revelation 19. The armies of heaven, dressed in clean, white, fresh, new, white linens. I'm paraphrasing. White linen clothing. Followed him. Jesus, the rider on the white horse, and and we follow him. We were riding him to the battle of Armageddon, and I was there for three seconds, thirty-six years ago, taken as Paul says, in the body or out of the body. I've only had two such experiences like this in thirty-six years, and I didn't know where I was. I was in the back of a of a white horse. We were flying through the air. The armies of heaven were in the shape of a horseshoe and stacked 
stacked one on top of another like a like a 30 story building or a 50 story building i have no many no idea how many stories there were but we were stacked and we were in the shape of a horseshoe and the horses were staggered and every eye could see the rider on the white horse who was in the center of the horseshoe out in front and riding and we're going down and i'm on the top right flank not the very top flank but the, but up up towards the top tier about eight rows back from the front i know where i was and the horses are all staggered don't ask me how that works so that every eye can see him. There was no bridle, <coughs> no bridle and no saddle. I was holding on to his mane. I was there three seconds. One, two, three, and I'm back. And the next day I had a counseling with my pastor, and I said, this. I had this vision. I didn't even know what a vision was. I said, I was awake, but I wasn't here. And he's looking at me, and I tell him the story, and he goes, well, have you ever read this? And he goes from Revelation 19, and I dropped the book. I said, oh, my gosh, that sounds like what I just saw. So I'm a biblical literalist, and I, that's my hope. You know, my hope is this and nothing less than Jesus Christ in righteousness. Amen. we got about uh, two and a half minutes before the break. Um, Mr. Patrick, why don't you... Uh, if we can get into, in this next two minutes, if we can get into some of the technological aspects um, of what's going on the, with the uh, biblical realm and the world of technology converging, and then we'll, we'll pick it right up in the next segment. Okay, sounds good. Um, L.A., how long are you going to be with us? Um, i got to leave about five minutes to, to six my time because uh, I have my own show coming right after that. Okay, very good. No, I didn't want to put L.A. on the spot when I was mentioning physics and UFOs. It's just I wanted to add to the conversation a little bit about it because it's not something that I have really focused on. And L.A. and I met each other for the first time in uh, Nashville, and we had a great opportunity to record a conversation there. And he had asked me about that, and I said what I just stated. I haven't done a lot of you know research into it, but since then I've given it some thought as to the propulsion systems. And so I'm just very quickly going to throw out that it's related to the awake linear accelerator at CERN. Wow. That is a 30-meter-long linear accelerator that operates on the basis of the acceleration of plasma in the form of waves, literally waves you would find on the ocean. And I believe that that is what Joe was describing and the pilot was describing in your latest YouTube video regarding the cylinders of light in opposing directions from the craft. And that's where I kind of put those two things together. And before you have to leave tonight, I'm just going to throw that to you so you can chew on it a little bit. But I've also looked at the work into anti-gravity of the father of the hydrogen bomb, Dr. Edward Teller, who spent his last years at Stanford. And his work in anti-gravity, and obviously Stan Deo has gone into an extensive research and discussed it on the Hagman Show and other times as well. And anti-gravity does factor into this, but you do need to put a little more finer point to what that means. And in esti my estimation, it goes back to CERN again. I'm giving you examples using CERN because CERN in the ring-based accelerator is a synchrotron accelerator. 
and a synchrotron accelerator produces at right angles to the circle, to the main ring, orthogonal, it's called. Anthony, I mean to, to, to interrupt you, but we are right at the, the break. We're going to pick sure. up right here where we left off. Folks, you're listening to this edition of the Hagman Report with Anthony Patch from anthonypatch.com and L.A. Marzulli from lamarzulli.net. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. There shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Folks, I'm going to direct your attention to masterpreps.com, masterpreps.com. Wow. Uh, masterpreps.com, uh, the sponsor of our show, masterpreps.com. That's masterpreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you possibly want from uh, cooking uh, utensils, uh, cooking frying pans. To, I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely, Eric's. It's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report family, masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? Hi, I'm Grace Gonzalez from Chang Post in the Woods. We are an American family-owned company founded and built on skills and knowledge gained from responding to 18 major disasters in the U.S. and around the world. We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We're offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Armies kit. It contains 12 homeopathic armies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HADMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either. But they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues. And so can you. Check out our American Heritage Journeys kit at www.changewithwoods.com. Your life may depend on it. Hello, everyone. This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. That means you can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless.
Hey, welcome back, ladies. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Uh, two guests, uh, Ellie Marzilli, LAMarzilli.net, Anthony Patch, AnthonyPatch.com. In the program description on our homepage, HagmanReport.com, look for the old time radio. There you'll find a library of links to our guests. John spends a lot of time on this, and I want to thank John Robertson, our program director, for arranging all of this. Thank you so much. First time, I think, together on a radio program, I believe. At least to my knowledge, Anthony Patch and Ali Marzulli. I know that the uh, at the back end of the break there, we were talking with, uh, uh, or Anthony was talking and um, comparing, well, talk, referencing what Ali Marzulli was dis- previously describing in a YouTube video. Mr. Patch, I'm just going to turn it back to you. No, thank you. I, I won't get too deep into it because I want Ali to have his opportunity to speak. I've got plenty of time later, but. Just to toss it out there, um, the ring-based accelerator produces at right angles um, what is known as synchrotron energies, but more specifically, it produces magnetic lines of force. In a nutshell, what I believe is the reason that these UFOs predominantly are shaped as, quote, a flying saucer, as they're described, is because they have two things going on. One is a ring-based synchrotron particle accelerator, thus forming the circular shape, and the propulsion is provided in a linear fashion, like I described, with the awake plasma wakefield accelerator, combining the two as a propulsion and levitation, if you will, or anti-gravity system used together. Those two systems are conjoined presently 300 feet underground at CERN. I'll let you take it from there, L.A. Wow. <clears throat> you know, it, this gets into, <clears throat> and where's Steve Quayle when you need him? But uh, <clears throat> let, me, let me cough here with my mic. You know, the bottom line is this. The Nazis were messing with stuff um, in World War II. We know that. Uh, the whole idea of and I know Steve's been banging this drum for a while, Empire under the ice, Empire beneath the ice, and which I'm, I'm almost finished reading. And it's a great book, folks. Little plug for Steve there. But um, something is going on here. I'm also reading a book, which and I'll get to my point in a second. Thanks, Anthony, for uh, you know just. I wish we had more time together. Good grief. But um, I'm reading a book about Martin Bormann. Bormann was basically. Hitler's right-hand man, and many people believe that he escaped uh, the hangman's noose. He did not die in Berlin, and he escaped to South America, Argentina. Surprise, surprise. Um, that really doesn't surprise me. I've always believed Hitler was alive and escaped also. Well, Bormann seems to have done done that. But all that to say this, that the Nazis... Um, and this is apocryphal, when apparently they asked um, Von Braun, where did you guys get this technology for the V2? Remember, this technology was far in advance of anything that the Allies had. I mean, granted, we, we had the bomb. I get that. But the V2 rocket, that was unbelievable. Um, the buzz bomb, as they used to call it. And, uh, <clears throat> the, I mean, where did that technology come from? And Von Braun... And again, you know, there's no way to track this. It's, it's a colorful, um, you know, tidbit of information, anecdotal at best perhaps. But according to the story, he pointed to the sky and said we had help from them. And then there's the stories of uh, Germany's uh, Roswell crash, which happened in the 30s in the Black Forest. Look, folks, 
Russ Dizdard did this. He went to Vadelsberg Castle, and this was the occult center of the entire Nazi operation, where deep, dark rituals uh, were being conducted. And it's also these, uh, the, the castle of Adelsburg is, is constructed on a very ancient, what we believe is an ancient Nephilim graveyard. Uh, they call them Neanderthal skulls, but I don't believe they are Neanderthal. I believe they're something else. I believe that they're perhaps some sort of Nephilim, but that's, I digress. The bottom line is these guys were bringing in and channeling information. Um, we know that. I mean, the, uh, the, the Thule Society, Thule Society, uh, the two women psychics who were, uh, channeling information. They believe that their long hair, they had hair that went almost down to the floor, acted as a conduit for these entities. So this was going on in the 30s. This kind of stuff was going on in the 30s. They are, and I know Anthony will back me up on this, CERN is, I believe, attempting to open up some sort of dimensional gate, a dimensional portal. Um, they are attempting to communicate with entities from whatever dimension. I think they know it. I really do. I think they know it, and that's why they're spending... I mean, this 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 machine, which is the largest, most complex machine ever built on this planet, has cost billions and billions of dollars. And for what? Why are they doing this? Who's financing it? What's really the modus operandi behind this whole thing? And I'll let Anthony pick that up, because that's his, that's his expertise. Yeah, there's over $4 billion already expended on this uh, extension or reconfiguration of the Tower of Babel. And it's really the same agenda, and that is to breach the veil. And by Sergio Bertolini's own statement from CERN, this goes back about five years, they said they want to open an interdimensional doorway, as he described it. And they said... We're going to send something through, but we're not sure what's going to come back towards us. And even Hawking, Dr. Stephen Hawking has said, you don't want to open that portal. It didn't go well for the Native Americans, I'm paraphrasing, when um, a doorway was opened here in the United States when, uh, you know, our first, let's say, Columbus, who knows, landed on these shores. But it's the same sort of thing playing out here. Mm. Look, it's a spiritual battle. We know that. It's spiritual communication. You've heard me talk about D-Wave and their quantum computers. Well, those are just machines that are using Enochian mathematics, the language of the angels, in communicating and obtaining information. By their own statements, obtaining information from literally thousands of parallel dimensions. So the Nazis did it on a smaller scale with the Vril Society, etc., with their occult practices, but let's call that nursery school compared to what they're doing with quantum computers today in obtaining that forbidden knowledge, and I'll let you take it from there. Well, look, I mean, they are opening up, and, and interesting, this just ties right in with the biblical prophetic narrative. It'll be like the days of Noah. Jesus warns us the days of Noah. Uh, there was a radio show I was uh, co-hosting with, with Bonnie, Bonnie Harvey on Hebrew uh, Nations Radio. We did it for about two years. She has some uh, cancer in the family, not her, but her daughter, and uh, keep her in her prayers because we, we no longer can do the radio show. She's got her hands full. Her daughter has two small children, and so it's a whole 
it's just seen, the show has been derailed, for lack of a better word. So there's another, like we were talking about before the break, there's another little tactic of the enemy. I'm not saying it necessarily was from the enemy. Isn't that a coincidence? We've been on for about two years, and it's called the Days of Noah. And we talk about all this. What most people don't understand, Noah was alive during the construction of Babel. Noah was alive. Noah was there. Noah saw all this before he finally was taken from this earth. So when Jesus warns us, it'll be like the days of Noah when the Son of Man returns. I'm paraphrasing here. Um, this is the days of Noah. The Tower of Babel which was constructed to bring in the fallen ones, to open up a dimensional doorway, a portal, a gateway, is it's happening right now. You know, the okay. days of Noah, where, where fallen angels mated with the women and creating a hybrid being known as the Nephilim. Is that happening? I mean, I've, I've told this story before on this show. I'll say it again. Uh, Pastor Mike McClung is out doing a prayer walk. He texted me the, right after the encounter. He's doing a prayer walk on a beautiful June day two years ago now. It'll be two years this June. And he's out there praying for people in his congregation, praying for revival, all the stuff the pastors do. And in the distance, he sees a woman coming at him. She's got striking blondish, white, platinum blonde hair type of thing. She's very athletic, and she's very tall. Okay, female basketball player. Player, an athlete, so what, right? So he keeps looking at her, but he's troubled. He's in his spirit, he's not sure why. And as she comes running towards him, their eyes meet. She's got striking blue eyes. As she gets about 10 feet away, the eyes change and go black. At this point, Pastor Mike begins rebuking out loud and asking questions later. Smart guy. He's rebuking her in the name of Jesus out loud and stating unequivocally that no, no curse, no foul, foul thing will fall upon me, my family, my people, you know, that whole deal. I mean, he's going through a litany because he's, he's a warrior. And as she runs by, she bares her teeth and growls at him. Now that came across my iPhone two years ago. Mike did the, I did an interview with him which was in PPS report. And that's just one of several that we've had. Was she a hybrid? I don't know. Was she demonically possessed? Could be. Combination of the two? Sure. I don't know. More questions than answers. If she was a hybrid being, then what are we looking at? There's a man by the name of Al who comes on the record in, in my film, The Watchman Chronicles, in their own words. And he tells a story. And I've told this before, not here. I've told it at some conferences. Uh, but and I'm not going to tell you the whole story. I'll wait till I come back on so I really can get into it because you know we're we're, get, we're losing time here and I've got to go at the top of the hour. But the bottom line is this woman shapeshifts right in front of his eyes and her eyes go reptilian, which can only be described as she, he called it snake eyes. You know the the eyes change color and and shifted right right in front of him. And he went. He said, "What the heck was that?" As he pushed her off of him, and uh, and she gave out the most evil laugh imaginable. And he fled the scene. He ran and fled the scene. And I'll give you the punchline that led to his conversion at, at some point. He wasn't a Christian at the time. And this this particular incident, which we document in the film in their own words, led to Al's conversion. It's absolutely chilling. So, is there a breeding program? I think there is. Do I have proof for that? No. Um, yes and no. 
we've got stories from people. Their first, if they're on second hand, their first hand stories. What Mike McClung saw, he saw. He wasn't telling me what his Uncle Joe saw. Same thing with Al, who comes on the record in, in the film in their own words. What he saw was real. Not what, you know, his cousin Bernie saw. What he saw. And they come on the record and, and state this, and, and it's absolutely, in my opinion, unnerving. So when we talk about the days of Noah and chimeras, we've had reports, which I've never really gone public with, down in the Four Corners region, which are steeped in shamanism uh, and, and skinwalkers and the whole deal. Nothing. That, that's been going on for thousands of years there. That hasn't changed. You know, you can, yeah, there's churches there, but the, but the natives just went underground. The shamans just went underground and hid from the white man as best they could and practiced their dark arts. Um, not all, obviously, not all people down there believe in that. But I've talked to enough. I talked to a man, uh, um, oh, what's his last name? Jimmy, I'll think of it in a minute. Jimmy Etsy. Jimmy Etsy, who was studying to be a shaman. And uh, he left because in order to become a shaman, you have to kill a family member. That's what he had to do, and he didn't do it. And he became a Christian and then finally a, a Christian pastor. Uh, but he talked openly about what goes on in certain places on, on the reservations. Um, nothing has changed in thousands of years. Not all the people, obviously, are in tune with this. Many of them are, are spirit-filled, born-again Christians. I've, I've, been on, I've been there, and I've seen it, so I know who these people are. And I know, you know, that, that there's, there are great churches there, uh, throughout the area. But, but these, this one person called me, and she's an ambulance driver. He or she's an ambulance driver in the Four Corners region. And she was, she picked up a husband and wife. The wife had had a heart, a heart, something wrong with her heart. And, uh, they're driving back to the hospital while the sirens are going. And the, and the man looks at her and says, I saw, we saw something really strange the other day. And she said, oh, what's that? I mean, out of the blue, this guy strikes up a conversation. And he goes, well, we came back to the house, and we saw what we thought were horses, but from where the horses, they had the, from the waist up of a man, where the head of the horse should be, from the waist up, there was the waist of a man, you know, with the head of a man on the body of a horse. And there were three of them. And when they saw us, they, they galloped away, and we were just stunned. And they were talking in some unknown language. Now, what do you do with that? What do you do with stuff like that? I don't know. You, you know, you, t you tell it on Hagman and Hagman, right? The days of Noah. We know from the book of Enoch, pseudepigraphical book, not part of our canon, but quoted in at least 70 times in, in the Old Testament, in the Tanakh, and quoted verbatim in, in the book of Jude, that the angels left their first estate and also defiled themselves with the animal kingdom. We know that. I mean, that's in the book of Enoch. So we can either dismiss that as, as something fanciful or we can, we can look into that. I believe the chimeras were real. I believe it all hinges into CERN, what's going on at CERN, what's going on in underground labs, the idea of, of singularity where man and machine will merge. This is why we're in the end times, folks. This is why he's coming back. And if you don't think that we're on the precipice of a great deception, then, then you're not doing your homework. Because Drudge Report, what was it, just a couple of weeks ago, talked about UFO sightings at an all-time high. L.A., if I may, real quickly, you asked me in Knoxville, is this necromancy? Is this communing with the dead and raising the dead? This is the resurrection of the dead using CERN and the quantum computers together.
Interesting. Very interesting. And, you know, I was just reading a, an article here. Um, Ray Kurzweil talks about, and this article is on Drudge also from the Daily Mail, superhumans um, will arrive by 2029 as brains begin to fuse with machines. He says, uh, Ray Kurzweil says that machines uh, will make us smarter as we merge the carbon. Don't forget the sexier part, too. Yeah, I left that out. Um, the, the, when, the, when the carbon merges with the silicone, he, he predicts that this will happen by 2029 uh, on, a, on a massive scale. says it's already happening now. He says, when we live in a cybernetic society, we will have computers in our brains and machines will be smarter than human beings. He claims this is already happening, especially with our addiction to our phones, and says the next step is to wire the technology directly into our brains. And uh, this guy works for Google's machine learning project. And what this is called is technological singularity. And again, by 2029, they say that this will happen. Singularity is when carbon and silicon-based intelligence will merge to form a single global consciousness. And, I mean, they're already rolling, you know, this type of, of technology out. And the spiritual implications for this this type of technology is uh, frightening. Yeah, L.A., um, I know you've got to show it at, uh, at the top of the hour. If you want to apprise people of your show, where they can hear it, how they can hear it, because I know you've got to run. Uh, we, we want to be respectful of your time, and we know there's show prep involved. Might have lost L.A. We might have lost L.A. Yeah, I think we did. <clears throat> yeah. But, I mean, this... Uh, wow. We've seen articles like this, and, and you know, the article, the, the increase of UFO sightings. Um, I always wonder, you know, what... What is going on in the sky? Is it something in the heavens? Is it something man-made? Is it something spiritual? And what was interesting about the study that L.A. referenced is the fact that so many of the increased sightings were in the continental United States, and there were some countries that apparently didn't gather data, I believe like Russia, China, uh, and a few other ones in the Middle East and you know South Africa and parts of Africa. But the majority were of the increases and the sightings were in the U.S. and Australia. Do we have the back Okay, L.A. Um, we want to be, be, yeah, before you answer that or address that, Anthony, we, L.A., we know you've got a show, your own show to do at the top of the hour, and we want to be yeah. respectful of your time. So if um, if you just want to tell people how they can tune in, where to tune in, how to listen, um, just tell people about your show and your DVD, and we'll cut you loose so you can get ready because I know well, it's a, Look, guys, I really, really appreciate you having me on. It's always good to be here, and... Uh, uh, Anthony, I just, you know, let's try to hook up. I'd love to get you, get you on Skype on some of this stuff because I think it's just your perspective is just very timely and, and erudite and it's just, it's just amazing. And, and Doug and Joe, thank you for what you're doing. And folks, you know, we need to keep praying for these watchmen. Um, uh, everybody here on the show tonight, everybody that comes on, uh, you know, Hagman and Hagman, I mean, it's, we're blessed to have them. And uh, keep them in your prayers because uh, they're around in the front lines. But well, uh, if you're interested in if you're interested in, in the movie, The Watchmen Chronicles, it's my first standalone film. It's about an hour and thirty seven minutes. Uh, go to thewatchmenchronicles.com or lamarzuli.net, and uh, um, you know you can procure the DVD for nineteen ninety five. The second one is half price nine ninety five because we want to get the word out. Something is happening, folks, and we need to arm. You need to arm yourself and arm a loved one, especially as someone who's caught up in the ancient alien paradigm. Thanks for having me on, guys. Anthony, always good to hear your voice.
You too, my friend. God bless. Uh, thanks, Ellie. God bless you both. LAMorzuli.net is his website. Um, and thank you, LA. Well, we got about uh, five minutes yeah. left in this segment. And I'm, st- I'm still thinking of the, the centaur that, you know, seriously, man, I'm still thinking, trying to think of, you know, get, wrap my brain around that. What do you do with that? You, exactly. And, and Anthony, I mean, you, you see something like that. Yeah, that would be pretty tough to handle. I mean, you talk about revising reality. That would be a tough one. Even UFOs are tough enough, but to see a physical, you know, chimera or transhumanist, yeah, yeah. that's tough. Yeah, and, and who, who do you tell? Hey, hey, honey, guess what I saw? <laughs> yeah, that's going to go over real well. Um, but, but you know, we we need to. Uh, I mean, we need to understand that. And as you point out, this stuff's real. I, I mean, it's. And I do believe in chimeras. I believe that testing is being done extensively, and, and I think this is where you come in. So we got about. As uh, Joe said, we got about four minutes at the top. So yeah, if I can. Um Real quick, while we're waiting for the break to come, um, yeah. This the, going back to this article that we were just talking about, the singularity will create superhumans. They call it singularity when um, nano machines are inserted into the human body and and merge um, yeah. with the brain, or computers merging with the brain. They say the process began centuries ago with simple devices as eyeglasses, ear trumpets that could uh, dramatically improve human lives. Um, then came better machines. And the part about the eyeglasses, that reminds me of reading, um, I can't remember what it was I read, but it was about the dark ages in the church and the church's opposition to technology. And it was specifically related to eyeglasses, how many people thought eyeglasses, um, how you would look at, uh, you know, the debit card today or the social security number. They thought that that was, a, you know, some terrible invention and that it was demonic in nature. Um but I, I say that to, to say, you know, look, at where we are to, look where we are today. Um, <laughs> but they say that this can improve humans, uh, that they did improve humans' lives. And then they said better machines such as hearing aids, uh, pacemakers, dialysis machines. And now we're in the 21st century where organs are being grown in labs, uh, genetic surgery, designer babies. In 2002, medical researchers used enzymes and DNA to build the first molecular molecular computer. And in 2004, improved versions were being injected into people's veins to fight cancer. Ray Kurzweil says if this trend continues, he believes carbon and silicon-based intelligence will merge into a single global consciousness by 2029. And um, what's interesting about this is you have people in the technological realm who are experts in this stuff. Uh, what was it? Elon Musk. He's the founder yeah. of, of SpaceX. He came out and, said, and stated that artificial intelligence is the biggest existential threat to humanity. And he's actually putting some of his money to use to, to fight, uh, to create um, areas. I'm, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he's, he's uh, to fight. Okay, to fight the um, AI uh, threat, to fight the, the threat of from humans that AI poses. But... Um, Anything to this this term, uh, Anthony, the sing- singular singularity term? Um, does that uh, push yeah, that's, buttons? Yeah, that's, the the... that's the uploading of ourselves, our consciousness, and our and our memories, our thoughts into a computer. That's what they're talking about as far as singularity. Elon Musk was need to be careful. He is pro AI. What he is pushing right now is that. 
He wants people to have literally injected, and I said this on our last show together, what's called a neural lace into the bloodstream, into an artery that would then physically attach to the neurons of the brain so that you would be connected to the AI. He claims that's the way to stay a step ahead and not become what he said rendered to the level of a house pet if you don't take the neural lace. So be careful with what Musk is pushing because he's all about transhumanism. Yeah, and I, I remember um, yeah. I remember that you you were mentioning that you mentioned that the last time we were on, and I must not have read through yeah. the that uh, Elon Musk article properly because I thought it was saying. Uh, I know he's a big proponent of artificial intelligence, but I thought they were saying that, you know, he kind of did a little reverse saying people need to be careful. I didn't know, and I guess I wasn't paying attention, that he... The no, way that's he okay. I, I'm, I'm here to help you because I, I read their stuff all the time, as you know, so I get used to seeing how to parse their words. Okay. Yeah, I was. Um, I thought that he was talking about, you know, helping save saving people from the artificial intelligence not to become part of it to save themselves from it. I guess that's where my my disconnect was, which uh, that that's makes okay. sense now that you say it. Okay. But um, there's an, another article on Dredge, and we're coming up against the break here. Bots are learning to chat in their own language, and it's a language not known to humans. Yeah, we see we see some of that on our YouTube comments and on our um, <laughs> emails. Just as an FYI. Yeah. Well, that tends to happen, but. Um, yeah, they they say um, that you know the artificial intelligence uh, are are communicating with each other. These systems, these machines, are communicating with each other in a language that humans, uh, in, in a different language that's that's non-human. That's a uh, you know computer in nature, uh, artificial uh, computer language in nature. But uh, this is definitely eye-opening when you see where we've come from and how little we have to go to get to that end goal of a beast system. The technology's there. Everything's there. It is. Except our it willingness is here. to accept it. We'll be yes it is. We'll be right back with Anthony Patch for our third and final hour right after this. Don't go anywhere. Just what kind of thriller predicts the future? In three days in the belly of the beast, Daniel Holdings wrote about the God Particle before CERN actually discovered the God Particle. In As the Darkness Falls, Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of. In his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the creator to his creation. Will war come to America? Will the world's economies collapse? Are we looking at increased earthquakes and volcanic activity? Will the United States fall into civil war? You can find all of Daniel's work at his website, DanielHoldings.com. That's DanielHoldings.com. All of these things and more are talked about in Daniel's books. To find out what's coming next, go to DanielHoldings.com. Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest-yielding cash crops available today. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high-net-worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18% or more per year. 
Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Our guest is Anthony Patch. AnthonyPatch.com is book, Revising Reality. Uh, always a good read, certainly a good read. And uh, Anthony Patch is a wonderful guest, and I want to thank him so much for his gift of time tonight and uh, his gracious gift of knowledge before we get back to Mr. Riggs. You know, I, I got a, a little note from Alan Riggs from, uh, what did I just say? Before we get back to Anthony Patch, did, did, I, did I screw that up? I, I No? Oh, you weren't listening. I wasn't listening to okay. the whole thing. I okay. need my, my dried strawberry. All right. Anyway, before we get back to Mr. Patch, um, I got a note from Alan Riggs, and, and if I screw that up, I'm sorry, but uh, he's the head of GreenInnovative.com, and he, he wanted me to tell everyone that uh, the support of uh, the Green Innovative products, the GMAG Power Cell, the 14% off um, is expired. It expired midnight last night. That represented just an excellent discount for the, in the hugely popular top-of-the-shelf Green Innovative products. Um, again, that's expired. But what he's done is, as a token of their appreciation, Greenovative have, have decided he's decided to say thank you so much to our listening audience by offering a ten percent discount on all the products until the first of April. So if you miss out on the fourteen percent, well, you still got the ten percent right through the beginning of the month. Uh, these guys just keep doing the right thing for our audience, and we, we certainly recommend them to you. Give them a call three two one six three eight four eight. Eight five, or visit their website at greenevative.com. In the event you're confused about how to spell that, just go to hagmanreport.com, click on the link directly to Greenovative, and uh, you'll be glad you did. Good stuff at a good price. Greenovative.com. Tell them Doug and Joe sent you. Again, our guest is Anthony Patch. Oh, one more thing. Um, 
on HomelandSecurityUS.com. HomelandSecurityUS.com. There's a, there's a press release with the date corrected, of course, the year corrected. Um, Awaken to the Shaken Conference, May 5th and 6th. It's free. It's free. That's right. Free. Can't beat that. I'm going to be uh, talking about some things. Um, well, I'm not going to explain it on the radio. Just go to HomelandSecurityUS.com and click on the story there, the press release. You'll see what the subject matter is, and uh, I think you'll be pleased with that, Joe. Anthony Patch is our guest, AnthonyPatch.com. Check out his website, Bookmark It. Check out some of the uh, works of, of art that his novels and his books, not novels, his books are. Uh, they're there on his website. He's got a number of them that are that are very good, very insightful, talking about a number of different things. Um, I don't know, Anthony, would you say your most popular work is related to CERN? Yeah, the most popular by far has been the latest work with uh, Doug Woodward and Josh Peck and Gon Shimura. The four of us collaborated on Revising Reality, and uh, it has sold very well. And, in fact, we've produced a DVD that's also available on Amazon, and uh, that's done very well because not everybody has the time to read an entire book. But, uh, yeah, we've all contributed, and it's been um, the start of what we believe will be at least two volumes. We're going to come out in the summer with a, with another um, addition to um, Revising Reality. And myself, I'm personally working with Chris from End Times Matrix News on a book entitled Coalescence. And it kind of fits into the middle between the two editions of Revising Reality, and we hope that will be out in another four weeks. Um, Coalescence will be, uh, I think, well-received because it is the merging of the ancient studies, um, Egypt, Babylon, Samaria, the days of Noah in specifics to the scripture, and merging that with what we're talking about tonight, which is the modern-day technology that's being spiritually employed to bring about these end times. But I do want to just kind of wrap that all up by saying we really should not be fearful. We are presenting scenarios that are tough for people to absorb and to grasp as being you know, related to and relevant to their everyday you know, workday and family life. But this is not to instill fear. Um, we do get angry and frustrated and we do get attacked. But the main point here is the salvation of souls, preaching the gospel of salvation through Jesus Christ. And as, you know, Gary Stearman often says on um, his shows at Skywatch TV, you know, we should be looking up. That's where our gaze should be cast. We should be looking up at what is coming, at what is coming for us that are saved through the blood of Jesus Christ, through that salvation, through his sacrifice. And therefore, because we know that we have been saved, we should be happy. And that sounds ridiculous to say, but we should be happy about things like CERN and DNA modification and manipulation and Chimera and quantum computers and all this stuff that L.A. and I and you guys talk about with your various guests. It is frightening, but we should also understand that those are all indicators of where we are in God's timeline. And I'll turn it back over to you. 
You know, that's very exciting. It's exciting because we know how the story ends. We know how the book ends. We know who the victors are. And that's a testament to our faith. And you're exactly right. And people need to understand that. And I got an email about the centaur. Somebody had apparently said something in the chat. And somebody somebody else sent me an email saying, We'll wait until you see uh, the reverse centaur. And my only uh, comment to that is, you know, Rachel Maddow talking out of her behind. But, but okay. Um, but, but no, I mean, and, and I guess that kind of fell flat. But, but you're, you're exactly right. I mean, the, the things that we're going to see, I do believe, will shake many, many people. And, um, but that, that is a, a time indicator. And I think we should rejoice in that fact. You're absolutely right. And thanks for pointing that out. No, that's okay. You know, I credit my friend Chris, who I'm co-authoring with, for pointing that out to me. And she's always been a great encourage, encouragement towards me to try to keep things balanced. And it's tough for us. I mean, it's tough for you guys to keep things in proper perspective. So, you know, that's the battle that we fight. I mean, we're talking about spiritual warfare. Again, that's one of the tools is to look at the negative, to become depressed, to become angry. And those are all in that quiver of Lucifer to shoot those. And there's a lot of technological things that I can bring to the discussion tonight, but I really wanted to preface out with... uh, we should have the joy at our serve, but we've been given that gift from our Lord and Savior. And therefore, we should walk boldly, uprightly with the full armor of God, knowing that we are already confronting a defeated foe. And that's what he is. He's already defeated. So we have nothing to fear. No, you're absolutely right. We don't, The only thing we need to do is to... Uh, keep our faith and our walk with, with Jesus, uh, in our relationship with Him, uh, proper because we're gonna have to walk all this out. But we don't have to, uh, worry about, uh, you know, death on this earth or, uh, you know, we don't have to fear what is going to happen, what is coming because we, we have that, that security through our faith and that has to always be first and foremost, um, when we talk about this because as LA and many other people, have said this is going to be a spiritual battle. Um, and without that, that spiritual insight and, and the faith, it's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be impossible. So that we have to make sure that, that our spiritual health is, is a top priority. Yep. Stay focused in the word and stay in constant prayer. What I refer to constant prayer as that walking conversation that we have with him. And remember, God has a sense of humor. And there are little games that he will play with us to teach us lessons and to keep us on that narrow path. So, you know, it's it's a word of encouragement. And I do have lots of things to point out here tonight, if you like. Um, I also put out in the chat room, I mean, we had 1,600 people at one point on the live stream, which is just fantastic. And I'm watching the chat room. I've been watching it. And I put out at the beginning of the show that if people had questions for me, I'll try to field them as best I can. So whenever your moderator, who, uh, maybe that's you, Joe, 
um, that's moderating in the chat room. Um, I'm happy to start taking questions, but before we get into that, I just want to jump into the calendar. I'm not date setting. I'm just highlighting the fact that Revelation 12 will be playing out in the heavens, the birthing of Jupiter on the 23rd of September, and a lot of people have been asking about that. Part of the reason that Chris and I chose the title Coalescence is that it does absolutely appear in 2017 that there are a number of agenda items that are all pulling together, that are all focusing in towards the center point, that coalescing process of timelines this year. The 23rd of September, we have a number of things that are going on besides what we see in the heavens as laid out in Revelation 12. But from the Vatican perspective, the Catholic perspective, we have the 100-year celebration of the prophecy of Fatima. We have the 100, or excuse me, the 50-year uh, Golden Jubilee, what they, the Catholics call the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. And that's celebrating 1967 to 2017, that charismatic movement. And um, they also, because they call that their golden jubilee, you're seeing in mainstream media an awful lot of in-your-face representation of gold. For example, Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's all about gold. If you look at Beyonce in the Grammys, it was all about gold. Gold, in essence, in the in the ancient times, was considered the DNA of God. It was monoatomic gold that they used to preserve DNA, but also they used it in their alchemic rituals to communicate with the other side. So gold is a big player this year, and I would encourage people to pay attention to that manifestation, that symbology. The other last item here is that it's the 100-year Jubilee of the Reformation, the Protestant Catholic Reformation. And the Pope, Francis specifically, is calling for the re-Reformation in September of this year. What that translates to is the one world religion. The announcement of bringing not only a Protestant, but all of the religions together under the Catholic leadership, under the Pope, in September, so there is that coalescing of the one world religion that is about to be presented to the world. In the world of physics, there's a lot going on in that direction, but moving back to the heavens, so in August 21st, August 21st, we have a full eclipse, which is a warning sign, a full eclipse traveling across the United States from Oregon to South Carolina. And it will be in the shape of an egg. We've never seen an eclipse in the shape of an egg. That is an indication of the Ogdode. The Ogdode represents the leadership in the spiritual world, the leadership of the planets, the leadership of their fallen angel leaders. The Ogdode is the cosmic egg. And that is why this particular eclipse is in the shape of an egg telling us that the birthing of the Antichrist spirit is coming in September. So there are lots of people like Scotty Clark from um, Eternal Rhythm Flow that I follow, and I, I appreciate his work completely. 
And he's looking at, again, not being a date setter, he's looking at September, maybe the 23rd is a possibility of the rapture. I'm not here to say yes or no about the rapture. I believe in the doctrine of imminence. It could happen at any moment. But with that said, I think that we need to look deeper and realize that this has a spiritual connotation, literally. And if you put on the proper glasses and look with the proper um, lenses, so to speak, of the spirit of the Antichrist being birthed in September, you can then extrapolate that to the ramifications it's going to have with a one-world religion and a one-world leader that spirit being birthed upon us here on the earth through Revelation 12. I'll let you guys jump in there. Yeah, it's fascinating. There is a lot of, um, you know, you started with with the the Jubilee. Um, we are on the 100-year anniversary of the, the Belford Declaration. We're on the, you mentioned the um, the Fatima uh, sighting or, or uh, 100-year anniversary of that. That's one thing. I, you know, I've read about that in the past, mm-hmm. and something about that just bugs me. Me, personally, I don't know. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, I agree. There, um, yeah, there is a lot of, of stuff that um, seems to be right around the corner. And, you know, with the, the rapture stuff and the September uh, planetary alignment, you know, um, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm, I'm a person who has come to despise date setting, not that anybody's date setting, the the planetary uh, September it, what what the date for is and September twenty first or twenty third is the the alignment of what looks to be you know the twelve stars what it what it describes in Revelation so there are a lot of a lot of question marks um, about you know is something going to happen this year and I used to, to to get into this stuff to you know try to go through scripture and go through uh, some of the claims people made and the more I I learned um, when looking at these things is that every time somebody sets a date or, you know, this fall, every six months there seems to be a new crisis coming. And I'm not minimizing, you know, what the scriptures say about the end times because I do believe we are, we are at that point. But I just urge people to, to not get caught up in the, uh, sensationalist aspect of, of the dates and, and, and the times because it, although, and as the scriptures say, you know, uh, we are, to know the season that we're in, but we won't know the dates. So we got to keep paying attention. We got to keep plugging away, and we have to understand that these things are the, these anniversaries and these dates are, are here, and they're they're um, right around the corner. And what 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 that will bring, you know, I don't know exactly. And here's I something I, I can I can calculate this, uh, Anthony, and and that's this. <laughs> if we if we have if we have all the if we uh, if I asked every question that I got, we'd be here until Saturday. Okay, I can, uh, that's yeah. my calculation, but but. So, sorry, I did, Joe. I didn't mean to cut you off um, in no, terms no. of your thought, but okay. So, no. all right, you want me to fire no, some right. questions at you? It's just uh, it's interesting just to be able to look at the events that are scheduled on the calendar, and there are a number of things that CERN on their calendar that are going on too. But you know, whether they open the portal, whether we see you know the rapture, whether we see even anything of significance occur in September is up to God. It's his plan. And so, again, there's no fear involved in any of this. He's in total control. As much as Lucifer wants to run around with his, you know, group of fallen angels and play their games and, you know, try to sidestep and avoid the judgment of God, it's God's plan. 
Yeah, it, it is. In the story, I mean, there it yep, is. It's, it's God's plan. Now I've got lots of things to cover here, but I want to find out if you guys, Doug and Joe, have questions of me, um, or if you have questions from the chat room. I always like to acknowledge the people that participate in a show sure. through a chat room, and so that's why I kind of give them that that bit of the floor tonight. But there's always lots well, of information I can pass on. I, I, I'm just going to tell you this: I've got two kind of similar questions about the, the D-Wave computer. If you want to, and Joe, yep. I don't know what you got over there. I mean, no, I, I just had a question about, um, I read recently that CERN was powering back up uh, to a new level of power. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is it, is it coming back online, or was it down and it's ramping back up? Yeah, um, periodically they shut down because they're recalibrating, because they're installing things like um, new um, pixelating detectors within the main detectors themselves. So there's always a period of shutdown every year. Um, but they will begin on uh, May 1st. Uh, they'll begin uh, starting the commissioning of the machines. And on May 8th, the linear accelerator AWAKE will be fired up again. It was tested in November of last year. And so now they will go live. And again, it's connected to the main ring. You now have a linear and circular-based accelerator system. The wake is not a collider specifically. It will be targeting the north area, as I said on our last show, the north inner area, the center point of the main ring. But these are two accelerators that are conjoined for the purpose of taking the particles, protons that are accelerated through one of the two streams of the main ring, fed into the 30 meter long awake linear accelerator and then targeting the center for a collision as opposed to what they've been doing for years is to take the within the main ring two opposing streams of particles and cross the streams or bring them head on within one of the four detectors arrayed around the main ring. So only collisions that are going to take place will be with the north area target. The power level they've achieved so far to date is a little over 13 tera electron volts. Now we're going to go to the peta, the quadrillion level. We're going to 20 peta electron volts. That's the maximum that the conjoined machines can produce. So go ahead. Okay. Wow. All right. All right. Uh, a couple, couple, just real quick questions here. Um, Close, closely related. Let me get this one here. Um, I'm and, not, I'm and Anthony, well, my dad's keeping time. up this email. I know I saw something earlier. Um, there were a few people wondering about zero-point energy. Mm. Right. I'll have to go through the, some of the emails to see if there's a specific question on that. But I did see a few people in the chat say they, they hope that you would address that tonight, but I didn't see anything specific. Yeah, zero-point energy, I think it was related to the UFO discussion earlier. And zero-point energy really relates to going back to the work of Tesla and his tapping of the ether. And the ether, really, to more specifically describe what that is, is ionized gas. It's a conductive medium. Plasma is a fourth state of matter. 
and therefore it being a conductive medium is able to conduct electrons that naturally move through the cosmos. The so-called vacuum or void of space is actually filled with electrified plasma. And this is what Tesla was referring to when he said, we can tap the ether and transmit energy through the, through the atmosphere. We can communicate through the atmosphere. And the zero-point energy refers to an unlimited source of energy derived from the ionized gas or plasma that drives everything in the universe, including our sun. Our sun actually absorbs plasma, and that's what causes the reaction that's taking place there. My good friend, um, Monty Childs, from the... Um, Sapphire project. Sapphire's a laboratory modeling of the pro of the processes within the sun. They are duplicating and have successfully duplicated the actual process of what is happening. We're not talking about a hydrogen bomb scenario here. We're not talking about you know nuclear bombs going off on uh, the surface of the sun or in the sun producing this energy. We are talking about the electric model of the universe in that it is absorbing plasma, absorbing energy from the zero-point energy source of the universe, and that is what is being produced in terms of energy production within the sun. This has been accurately reproduced in the laboratory with the they actually have in their first of four stages. Hey, Anthony, uh, they oh. introduced about 1,800 watts into a chamber. Realized on the output side over 2 million watts of electricity. So that is zero-point energy. Sorry to, to, to interrupt there. Um, you're cutting out a little bit. Yeah, this might be a good time to... So, um, Todd, if you want to reconnect with Anthony, because uh, you were getting, especially the last five minutes, there was getting kind of choppy, and I don't know how many okay. people heard what was going on uh, or heard what you were trying to say with the, the choppiness going on. So um, we'll have Todd reconnect with you either right now or during the break. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, during the – I'll tell you what. We've got uh, a minute and a half to break. Have to break. Maybe you can answer this one question here. Yeah, um, if, scientists, uh, okay. were, were, if scientists were to ask the D-Wave computer a question or pose a problem, who or what is answering back? Hmm. Excellent. Um, we're talking about fallen angel communication. I referred earlier to Enochian mathematics. That's a language of math that occurs between humans and angels, and this is interdimensional. And therefore, we are literally talking to fallen angels. Uh, um, by their own admission, Gordy Rose, one of the founders of D-Wave, said publicly back in 2013, and you can see this at my Urgent Discoveries tab on my website. I've linked to that and, and excerpted um, several quotes of his, and one of those is that they're accessing two to the 5,000th power of parallel dimensions. And so they are literally, as he says, extracting resources from these parallel dimensions. 
they are obtaining forbidden knowledge through mathematical formulas, which is otherwise known as Enochian mathematics. Okay, and and that's a and the, 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 wow. All right, that's a great answer. Um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna cut cut you loose here to reconnect, folks. You're listening to the Hagman okay. the Hagman Report on the Global Star Radio Network, also on blog talk radio that's btr and youtube live don't forget to subscribe to our youtube absolutely channel. um if you have not subscribed make sure you do that we got uh, not only the show content but other content going up just about every day as well as hagmanreport.com check there for our latest news and information and hagman and hagman.com for show information we'll be right back with our last segment with anthony patch right after this Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. There shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Folks, I'm going to direct your attention to masterpreps.com, masterpreps.com. Wow. Masterpreps.com, the sponsor of our show, masterpreps.com. That's masterpreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you could possibly want from cooking utensils, cooking frying pans. I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely, Erickson. It's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report family, masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? Hi, I'm Grace Gonzalez from Chang Postman Woods. We are an American family-owned company founded and built on skills and knowledge gained from responding to aging major disasters in the U.S. and around the world. We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We are offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Armies kit. It contains 12 homeopathic armies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either. But they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues. And so can you. Check out our American Heritage Armies kit at www.changelessandwoods.com. Your life may depend on it. Hello, everyone. This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. 
that means you can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. Welcome back, folks, to this edition of the Hagman Hagman Reporter final segment with Anthony Patch. He's he's a guy that uh, that we we. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. I I don't know. Well, yeah. Wow. What was that? Just wow. <laughs> you, you know it, the amount of knowledge that that he does impart to uh, to our audience about the. Uh, I mean, questions I could never ask. You have to know about a subject before you can even ask the question. So we've got questions from our audience that we're going to be asking him, and he's he's got his book, Revising Reality, his website, anthonypatch.com. I mean, this guy is on top of all of this, the, the CERN, what's going on there, uh, just everything. I mean, this is uh, this is stuff that's important at many levels. Before we get back to Mr. Patch, a couple of things. I mentioned uh, Oka, uh, Okasa Media, Okaso Media, O-C-A-S-O, that's O-C-A-S-O Media. I mentioned that at the beginning of the program. I want to thank Bill McIntosh for all he's done. And if you need a fascinating speaker for your next conference, your next dinner, banquet, church event, you name it, um, this is a guy to call. He's got a Rolodex the size of a small bobcat. You know, I mean, I mean, seriously, um, Bill McIntosh is the guy. And people like uh, JFK Secret Service Agent Abe Bolden, Charlie Brandt, who's going to be coming on our show. Um, he's the guy who cracked the Jimmy Hoffa murder case, and so many others. Here's his phone number. You ready? Here it is, 305-396-2806. One more time, 305-396-2806. He's a great guy, great, great guy, great guy to have. Um so if you have a speaker or if you need a speaker for your next event, there it is. T.C. Joseph, This Generation Series of Novels. Folks, uh, what a great series. ThisGenerationSeries.com, also on Amazon. T.C. Joseph, uh, Joseph is a talented writer, three books. You've got to get these books. And, and ordinarily, I, 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 I say, you know, I'm not really, really a fan of fiction, um, but these are about current events, and it's like you're living in today's world. They're fantastic. Kirkus and Blue Ink, both reviews, uh, stellar reviews on both, or by both for his books. That's T.C. Joseph, this generation series of novels, three books. Get them all, hand them out as uh, tools to wake up those who are non-believers. And um, a week into the Shaken Conference, May 5th and 6th, registration is free. Sign up. Go to paulbagleyprophecy.com. That's paulbagleyprophecy.com. Awaken to the Shaken Conference. You can... Uh, Meet us. Heck, I'll buy a cup of coffee. We'll talk. We'll just sit down. That's right. So, um, there you go. Joe. Oh, uh, the other, uh, Anthony, are you back with us? 
I am. Thank you. I think we have a good okay. signal. All right. Good. Good. I just had to adjust my tinfoil, tinfoil helmet there, or my tinfoil uh, cap. Um, yeah, that, that was getting in the way of the transmission. Okay, another question about the, the uh, D-Wave, the 4096 D-Wave. Yep. To be used, can, can, I, can I ask you this now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, will the will that computer be used to decode? Or, um, yes, will that, I'm sorry, I'm looking at this. Will, the, uh, will that computer be used to decode the DNA to produce the body, the actual body of Nimrod, by using his DNA, and simultaneously be used as the key to unlock the bottomless pit to be united as a polyon? The 4096 computer from D-Wave is the computer that specifically will decode the key in Revelation 9 when the angel is cast from heaven and given the key to the bottomless pit. It is a code in cryptology that is broken using the D-Wave computer 4096. So that is for the opening of the abyss, which is where CERN is located, is over the doorway to the abyss. So CERN functions as the opening of the doorway utilizing the quantum computer to break that cryptological secret code, if you will. Now, D-Wave moves beyond that, and we have identified that they have at least 12 models of computers that goes all the way up to 262,144 qubits. The 4096 is 4,096 qubits. They have moved well beyond what they need to unlock the doorway to the abyss, and the reason that they've moved beyond that to 12 models, and it actually goes beyond that, but I'm not disclosing it publicly. We are going to, Chris and I, disclose the total number of qubits and total number of um, model numbers that D-Wave has in the book Coalescence. The reason that I'm being circumspect is for security reasons. That's personal security reasons for Chris and myself. Now, with that said, the 12th model will be used for the resurrection of the DNA that we talked about in the last show, the DNA of Nimrod Osiris. And I said emphatically that the Vatican does have in their possession the literal head of Osiris, the DNA of Nimrod, and therefore they will be placing that in the center north area of the main ring of the CERN Large Hadron Collider. And that is for the resurrection of the dead. That is for resurrecting not only Nimrod as Osiris, but also the other fallen angels. This is why we're talking about necromancy. This is why we're talking about the resurrection of the dead. This is why we have quantum computers that are communicating with the dead, literally, and by their own admissions, and obtaining this information that they need in order to break the code with the 4096, and to resurrect the DNA using their 12th model of computer. So this is not hyperbole on my part. This is literally listening to their own words, reading their own papers, looking at the physics, the DNA, and the quantum computing that's going on that is all tied together. This goes all the way back to the time of Adam. This goes back to Nimrod. This goes back to Egypt, Samaria, and Babylonia. Wow. And Wow. all talking about the resurrection of the dead. That's why they mummified the pharaohs. 
Which okay, no, that that's understandable. I, I mean, I okay, that that makes sense. I, I just have a hard time thinking. You know, here you're, you're, I'm trying to picture like uh, you know Jim Bob and uh, uh, Billy Jack carrying you know this uh, sack over. Hey, hey, you know, hey, Billy Bob was in the sack. Oh, it's Nimrod's head. Okay. I mean, are, don't these people talk? I mean, seriously, if if you knew that's what it was, wouldn't you go home and say, "Man, you're not going to believe the job I was tasked with today," you know, over over a beer or something? You know, hey, honey, listen to this. You know, you know what my boss made me do? You know, or, or are these yeah. people that are? I mean, and I'm not trying to be. Well, I am, I guess, kind of flippant, but I mean, are these people that bizarre? I I, I don't know what else to oh, use. Shit. The leadership is, and what I'm sharing with you is information that the leaders have. If you were to talk to the average rank-and-file engineer and, and physicist in their little compartment, compartmentalized world within CERN, they would say, you have no clue what you're talking about. But like you said, and your friend from the world of the intelligence community said about the black cube of Saturn, you don't know what you're talking about. And you said, That's you're right. right, I don't know what I'm talking about. And he said, well, everybody at the top of the intelligence community, rank and file at the top, the leadership, they know all about the black cube of Saturn. The same scenario applies to CERN. I'm giving you the information that most of the rank and file people at CERN have no clue about. And, and there's the key, I think, in, in all seriousness. That, that's obviously that. Yeah, I, I can see, I can see that. All right, I, I don't want to dominate with... Uh, Okay, so here's another question. If yeah. fake scientists say, if you can scientists say that aliens created humans, then we, we're, we got a chicken and egg thing going. Then who created the aliens? And this, uh, Deborah's asking this, because uh, she doesn't see how that's an answer at all to the question of where we came from. Uh, you know, you know what she's saying? I mean, I, I can kind of in my head and understand yeah. that. Well, who created you? You know, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, again, it, it would get into a, a theological and philosophical discussion if you were to talk to um, the people that are advocating this whole uh, panspermia scenario that we are um, descendants from our ancestors from the stars or that our DNA was brought here by, you know, meteors and whatnot and, and uh Asteroids and then the meteors crashing into the planet and depositing DNA or even the evolution scenario. Yeah, chicken and the egg. Um, okay. There has to be a creator. And therefore, I, those without the faith and without the discernment of the Holy Spirit do not really appreciate that the scenario of aliens seeding this planet don't realize that who they're talking about are demonic entities, and that's where the UFOs are, are derived from, is from demonic entities. And these are interdimensional um, nuts and bolts spacecraft. We also, in our own black government, have our own um, projects and our own UFOs, so to speak. I don't want to get back to L.A. stuff too much, but it is germane to the discussion that the so-called benevolent ancestors from the stars that will arrive and solve all the world's problems in this coming disclosure that's coming, I think, this year disclosure will take place. Um, it's, it's not pure nonsense. Pure nonsense to think that there are aliens that are our ancestors. Not, right. not in scripture. So, 
Not true. Okay. All right. And, and a, a perfect answer. I, and I understand both the question and the answer. And good answer. Okay. Antarctica. What do you know about Antarctica? This is from Karen Rogers. Karen, uh, uh, it's a good question. And, and great writer, by the way. But what's going on there? That down there at the South Pole. You know, I honestly don't know, and I think that that has to go to what Steve Quayle is researching, and and you have him on all the time, so I would refer that over to Steve Quayle and perhaps to both of you for more information. It's not really something that concerns me that much to be, you know, to tell you why I don't know. It's because I'm more focused in my specific area, and that's what it comes down to. Yeah, you know, the, the... I don't know why, but the what's going on, whatever is happening in the Antarctic, um, is being concealed. You know, it's being concealed. You have a lot of government contractors. Um, what was it? Buzz Aldrin went there before he died. John Kerry went there, I think, and broke his leg. Or no, he didn't break his leg. Uh, John Kerry went there. You have other world leaders and and diplomats and and people traveling down there. Everything's real hush hush. Um, there could be a lot of reasons why. All right, but whatever yeah. with Antarctica, we can't seem to get any straight answers as well as anybody else, but um, it'll be interesting to find out. All right, but what do you know about smartphones? Are they the What do you know? I don't answer that. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Your Honor. You you mean 5G? uh, Right. Let um, let me allow me to rephrase that question. Uh, Please, the court here. Uh, Are smartphones the precursor to the mark of the beast? Uh, And this comes from Tracy. Um, no, not really, not the phones themselves. What we're really talking about is the system that runs the smartphones. There's 4G and there's 5G. 5G has everything to do with what I call the full immersion of the planet into a 5G environment. In other words, um, I won't state the name because it's, it's a conflict of interest, but um, there was a, um, there was a uh, rocket launch about six weeks ago that put into orbit into a constellation pattern 10 satellites, geosynchronous satellites that broadcast, among other things, a 5G signal to every square foot on the planet now. That's why I call it full immersion 5G. The reason is, is that is the system that is tied to or is the integral network of the sentient world simulation. That is the quantum computer-driven sentient world simulation that Purdue University put together in a white paper in 2006, and it went live in 2007. And that corresponds to the model numbers of the quantum computers by D-Wave. They move lockstep through development. So 5G is the mark of the beast system. And what that specifically means to us in terms of the mark of the beast is that through free will, if you do not have the Holy Spirit, if you decide that you want to be plugged into the matrix, if you want to take the mark of the beast, it is the Wi-Fi signal broadcast worldwide that is then received by the um, dormant nanoparticles within every human being at this point that lay dormant and will be activated by a 5G transmission that will then cause the spontaneous replication of a third strand of DNA. The third strand of DNA literally changes all of your DNA and your mind and literally connects you through 5G 
to the sentient world simulation where currently, presently, every single person on the planet is represented at a nexus for each person as an avatar. And therefore, this is a system that is here today. All they're waiting for is the lifting of the restrainer, the removing of the restrainer. Once that happens, this coalescing of all of the technology that is waiting in the batter's box, that's waiting in the sidelines to come in, will be activated simultaneously, and that includes the opening of the portal at CERN. Which is why I maintain the use of a rotary phone in this story on that. All right. Wow. And you explained that nicely, by the way, the last show, and people can go back to that last program when you were on um, as well, because you said the same thing. It's slightly different, but but pretty much the same. Thank you. Now another question. Yeah. And I don't. Oh, no, that's fine. Uh, um, this. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. It's it's your show. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I, I just uh, there are a lot of people that just want want their questions answered. Uh, sure. Okay. Wow. Can you address the theory of retro causality? Uh, the theory that the future can affect the past and pre- uh, present. <laughs> now, since quantum theory, and, and I'll just read this well, briefly. Well, in okay, a nutshell, no. go ahead. I, yeah, in a nutshell, I. No, I'm sorry, we're breaking up a little bit. Um, time only applies to human beings. It's a yardstick as a point of reference. In the terms of the spiritual world, and certainly with God, time is irrelevant. We, therefore, cannot affect the past nor the future in terms of a timeline. Can people, um, let's say, through their minds, be able to, um, through precognition, see the future to a certain extent or be given visions from God or even visions from demonic entities? Yes. But can we travel to the future or travel to the past and thus affect the present? No. I, I don't think that God allows that to take place in a physical, tangible way, mentally, to the past and to the future, to see and to gain knowledge, certainly. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I, boy, if I can go back in time, yeah, everyone says that, and uh, I, I don't think that that would be allowable. Or, well, okay. Let, let me. Uh, here, here's another one. Um, yeah, time is linear. Yeah, the the person that posed that question. Um, well, okay, the person that posed that question, since quantum theory slash quantum mechanics seems to uh, substantiate that time is not linear, and that it can move in both directions. That was a phrase from this person, or a part of a sentence. Sure. And. And he said prophecy is proof of this. And we have to define that because time in the macro scale, let's say. You're fine. Go ahead. Yeah, I think what you have to do is define the environment. If we're talking about the macro scale, meaning, meaning from the atomic and the molecular scale, time is linear. If you go to the quantum scale to quantum mechanics, Time actually does not apply. There is a difference between classical physics in the macro scale and time and Einstein and the 
and the theory of relativity or the 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 equations relative to relativity time will apply at the macro scale but at quantum mechanics even einstein's um theories of relativity which are time based and gravity based do not apply at the quantum scale so time in a short answer is irrelevant at the quantum scale and therefore you can describe it as either being circular or in an endless loop or non-existent or non-relevant okay wow wow that is isn't that a, an intellectual comment all right um I'm trying to be short with my answers so that yeah. we can get through as many questions as we can. And we're at a little disadvantage tonight. I don't, I don't have uh, access to the emails as I'm in Tech Eric's uh, Space Command Center over here. So I, I had to leave that to my dad, and he's uh, well, we've got a lot of emails. What would, okay. Um, and my question is, uh, this comes from me, and then I'm going to follow up with the, with the listener question, but but why not just take a take a smart missile and take out the D wave and all the other computers, uh, or spill a diet coke on it? You know, like people do. <laughs> okay, why not? Well, uh, yeah, unfortunately, because it is God's plan again. Now that's a that's maybe a trite or flippant answer, but it is God's plan to allow this because He's allowing every imagination, every evil in man's mind to play out so that there is no accusation that every opportunity to fulfill evil was not afforded to Lucifer, to Satan. So that's a flippant answer, and I recognize that. But what it really means is, number one, I'm here to save souls by providing tangible evidence of evil at play, at work and therefore people to make a very simple decision to go to the light or go to the dark because we are in the end times and this is the evidence of the end times that you and I are presenting tonight but indeed i will not advocate anything in the way and and i'm not pushing back at you i'm just saying i don't advocate any violence or any destruction towards man or machine would i like to see something like an earthquake take out the capabilities at CERN to damage the machine without hurting people? Certainly, I would love that, but I don't think it plays out if we look at Revelation 9. And they will be successful in opening the doorway to the abyss. Yeah, that does make sense when you look at it. You can't change prophecy. And uh, I'm a big believer in that. This is from uh, Brent, who's listening live in Queensland, Australia. Howdy, mate. All right. Um, what would happen if someone let the D-Wave computer read the Bible or it somehow... Good question. ...infuse the Bible into it? Well, however they do that. You know, how, Look, I don't know. Input the Bible into the D-Wave computer. Um, would it take a second look and then come to the Lord? Um, is that why AI isn't around yet? Or does it know? Does yeah, it have enough intelligence that... It knows exactly what that where that is and and where it comes from. So yeah, well, run with that. Yeah, to give you a give you a very short answer. If you take two cell phones and use their um, their their 
intelligent assistants and put them face to face and allow the assistants to communicate with each other, you will notice that they begin to argue with each other and one will ask who created the other and one will say I don't know and the other one will say I was created by God. That's a very elementary level of AI. AI exists today. It is running the sentient world simulation. AI is run by the quantum computers and there are more quantum computers than have been disclosed to the public. The latest was was sold at the 2,000 qubit level or actually 2,048 qubit level. The 2048 model was sold to temporal defense systems. That is all cryptology. That's what temporal defense systems is all about. So we're talking about secret communications. If you were to input the Bible into the D-Wave computer, um, no, it will not achieve um, AI. It is already AI, but is a secular-based AI. And more specifically, it is for the purpose of interdimensional communication with fallen angels, as I said. Therefore, right. they will never step close to using the scriptures as part of what they call combinatorial programming. It's very specific programming. But in a nutshell, again, people should look at Enochian mathematics, John D. go back into the 1500s, go back to the time of Adam, and see how they used math and geometry to communicate with angels. And that's what that computer does. It's not something that can be programmed with the scriptures. Okay. All right. That makes sense. And, you know, the, we've got about three minutes left. Uh, when, uh, many questions deal with this. Uh, you believe, I, I guess the question would be, uh, and you already answered this or addressed this, but we can close it out with this. Close to disclosure, are we not? Yes, I believe it's going to be this year, again, because of the coalescing of all of the agenda items towards September. Wow. Yeah. It, 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 well, yeah, I mean, but, but you know, what, what an exciting time. And, and this is the time that we all have to be on our toes, and we have to uh, not play a passive position but an active position and put on the armor of God, as L.A. said. And, um, uh Anthony, you and you and LA both. Uh, I, I do hope uh, I do hope you you come back uh, together and uh, you know team up. And you guys are great together. So thank you so much. And your your book, Revising Reality, and you're having a, a new one's coming out here shortly, right? I don't know how you do it, but it's you just keep doing it, right? Um, we just keep plugging away. We just keep occupying until the Lord returns. When, when is your new book coming out? We hope in a month's time. Okay, all right. And people can watch your website, anthonypatch.com, for information on that, correct? Absolutely. It'll be posted there, and we'll put up some YouTube announcements. I also do a radio show on Truth Frequency Radio every Friday, and it okay. is also now being broadcast on Red Nation Rising Network on Sundays. Beautiful. Okay. Um, information about your radio show on your website? Yep, everything's there. Okay, anthonypatch.com. And, and I just, well, again, thank you so much. We're really at the end of our program, and uh, thank you. Thank it's you so much for, for coming. forward to having you back. Yeah. 
God bless you, my friend. God bless you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. All right. Well, what a great guy, folks, Anthony Patch. And what, what I mean, I would have to like fall on my head, okay, seriously, to to, to really understand what he understands. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, it's the, um, the people that the level of understanding and and his ability to articulate his findings and his understanding is um is excellent and when it comes to to talking about especially CERN I feel um rather stupid trying to to formulate certain questions because it's just so much to to take in but uh he's got his finger on the pulse of that yeah it, it it's it's an amazing uh it's an amazing topic, and, and he's got a lot of great information in his book, Revising Reality. Folks, I, we want to thank you so much for your your time spent with us. We know you could be doing a lot of other things, even if you're listening to this on the archive. Um, thanks for bringing us along with you. It's, a, it's certainly tonight's different uh, from Norm, isn't it? Folks, uh, I want to thank Global Star Radio. I want to thank BTR. I want to thank each and every one of you for your faith and your belief and your support of us. God bless each and every one. Until tomorrow, stay safe and saddle for battle. Yeah.